to this week's edition of Geeks in Malaysia. <laughs> and I'm Emilia Chen. I am Nick Dorian. And I'm Carol Ambaha. And what are we talking about today? Well, first things first, I think it would be amiss if, if we didn't talk about Stan. Stan. And how we are now doing a podcast in a standless world. 95. Correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Are we all just going to be quiet or what? I guess so. Let's take a minute of silence for the great man himself. I think he knows you're doing it. I think he's like, yeah, you I get almost, it. You almost lasted. No, actually, no, he didn't. You lasted 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was 10 minutes, uh, uh, 10 seconds of uh, silence for our great man, Stanley. Thank you so we much for everything you've love and miss. And, and without him, I don't think we would have a podcast like this. When was the first time you heard about Stanley? If I'm honest with you... Mm-hmm. I didn't know him from the comics. I knew him from Spider-Man 2, the video game. The video game? The PS2 oh. video game. Because I know who Stanley was. Stan was this great man that gave us everything. But I heard his voice on Spider-Man 2, the video game. He was the narrator. Which one? And I was like, Stan, this doesn't sound like a Chinese man. Wait, 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 mm. wait. You, you thought the creator of Marvel Comics... Straight out of New York Was Chinese? I don't know Stan the, Lee It's the Lee It's the Lee it's that the got Lee to It's the Lee that me. throws I think all Asian Like all East Asian people Were like Lee? Did y'all think Jamie Lee Curtis Had some Chinese in it? No, no. Well uh, No Because it's Curtis I don't I know mean, Did I'm you la- think Jason Lee Was Chinese? Oh shit you did Which Jason Lee? More Jason- rats Jason Lee Kevin oh, Smith right. is, uh, Jason My name is Earl you are you serious? No, no. Is his I, last I, name L E E? Yes. Oh. Did you think he was related to Stan? <laughs> I don't know. No, 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 no. You know what? For me personally, in the beginning, when I first saw this name on like Caucasian people, and I was like Lee. Yeah, I was like, this does not compute. Then I later on cottoned on to like, okay, I guess this is a last name that they have. I don't know how. I don't know why. I would love to know the genealogy and how this name came about. Among L-E-I-G-H. Pop- is that Lee? No, but it's also Vivian Lee. Yeah. Um, it is that Lee. But then why did it get truncated into L-E-E? Why do Americans spell aeroplane A-I-R-P-L-A-N-E? As compared to A-E-R-O. Yes. Well, they don't call it aeroplane. They call it an airplane. Yeah. Why do they simplify it? They simplify a lot of stuff. Think about it. Even Jamie Lee Curtis. Her mom is Jennifer Jason Lee. L-E-I-G-H. Oh. Wait. Was it Jennifer Jason Lee or Chick from Psycho? That was Jennifer Jason Lee, right? That's... I don't know. Uh, Let's double check this shit. Google. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But Every I do know while, that like Jamie Lee's mom <laughs> is a Lee, but not that Lee. It's a different Lee. Oh. Yeah, no, sorry, Janet Leigh. Janet. Janet Lee. So is it Leigh or Lee? Lee. I, I don't know how to pronounce it, but <laughs> Mama pronounced it. Mama spelt it L E I G H, and with her, it became L E E. Whose name now is actually Jamie Lee Hayden Guest. Why? That's what it says on Wiki. Why? Did she marry and then remarry and hyphenate names and? Make it all so much more confusing for us. She's a baroness. Ba- what? Since what? 
Okay, we started off talking about J- Stan Lee, and now and we've, we've discovered totally- that... Okay, I'm going to put a pin on that. We're going to come back to that. Okay. Yeah, like... But uh, let's get back to the great man himself. <laughs> it could be just wiki fucking with people. So, um, as I was saying, yes. Spider-Man 2 video game, and I heard his voice, and I was like, this guy's not Chinese. And I looked him up, and I'm like, oh no, his name is Stan Lieberman, and apart from not being Chinese, he's Jewish. So I was like, okay. And that's how I got to know Stan, and what he's done for us, and all the things that he's created for us, and he will be greatly missed to me. How about you? Yeah, I don't really know Stan. I mean, none of us have met him. No, no, no. Yeah. no like, but no, but like, really, put it out there. Like, I, yeah, I, I just know who he is. I can't, you can, I can't probably pinpoint a time when I like outright knew exactly who Stanley is. I mean, I kind of do mm-hmm. as an amorphous. I'm afraid, sorry to say that. Like being this omnipotent, like comic book guy that everybody likes and looks up to, that my best friend from Singapore has met once at SDCC. Oh, Shout out to shit. Wayne. Really? Yes. Oh fuck. What, Wayne what year did Stanley go to SDCC? What? What do you? Oh, SDs. Oh, sorry. Yes, San Diego Comic Con. He would have yes, been able okay. to fly all the way to Singapore for that. Sandy yeah. Con. Okay. Sandy I was wondering because I was like, what? I mean, that would have been awesome though. But uh, yeah. No, 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 no. That okay. one year when, when Wayne Ray went to SDCC Damn. Nerd Mecca, he got he yeah. You you go to his page. He had the story where he's like he's got his his, his Spider Man comics in his hand. He goes up. He meets Stan. Talks to Stan about how how a wonderful influence he is. Stan, and then he backs out. The next thing you know, he's 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 walked down from the stage with a comic book in his hand Aww. that Stan has signed. Oh, bless him. Yeah. Oh, bless him for Aww. having such a wonderful opportunity like that. I knew about Stanley simply from, I think for a lot of people of mine and earlier generations, it would be knowing Stanley from uh, Spider-Man comics. Mm. You know, because you start reading comics, you see Stanley, yeah. right? And then you start reading other comics, says Stanley. And then you start noticing, I mean, I was a kid reading comics. I didn't want to read text Credits. like books. Yeah. So I always skip the letters page. And after a while, I'm like, who's this? Because they would have, like Stan was a genius at this, of uh, branding the staff. So he would have these uh, pages that was, uh, you know, from the editorial team and the writers and uh, what do you call it? Artists and all that. And, you know, there would be caricatures of Stan Lee and all the other people. Mm -hmm. So after a while, you get this idea of this image of Stan Lee. Mm. And then I have no idea where I first heard his voice. I just know that it existed somewhere. And I know I heard it from before the movies. I just don't TV know where. Shows? Like The Incredible Hulk? Uh, I mean, he, he was featured... Wait, did he have a cameo? In yes, the yes. I watched, I watched the video with no, all the cameos. I the feel like yes. the first okay. time I really saw Stan Lee talk and move, though, I think was Mallrats. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, just having Jason Lee talk to Stan Lee... Mm-hmm. Neither of whom are Chinese yes. or related. <laughs> and that's a funny story too. Um, Talking about the this, things dick. <laughs> I was listening to this on uh, Fat Man Beyond, Kev's podcast. He was telling a whole bunch of stories, which is a very sweet episode. And he was talking about that Mallrat scene. And Stan made this joke that when he was introduced to Jason Lee on set, he would go, ah, Jason, no relation. <laughs> like Stan would make that joke. And apparently that's not the only time he's made that joke. He's met another fan whose name was Lee and he was like, huh, no relation. I thought, I thought the joke was going to be, 
<laughs> why? Why? What was the joke going to be? You know, like, does your mom want alimony or something like that? What? Another lead? Oh like, my an, god! You know, Jesus! I thought that's where you're going. It's like, oh no, it's actually quite a sweet joke because Stan was a sweet man and not a sicko like me. <laughs> <laughs> there is one story I would like to tell, which was on Kev's podcast as well. So there was one time that uh, Stan was on stage. Doing signings and whatnot, and he saw Kev and Jay, and he could never remember Jay's name, so he would call, Hey, Kev, hey, you? And then asked him up onto the stage, just like, Come sign with me. And after a while, Kev uh, and Jay finished the signing, went down, and Stan asked, Hey, guys, what are you doing after? It's like, We're going to the steakhouse. And he's like, I'll see you there. And they were like, Okay, cool. And as soon as he did that, he got up off the table. And went in the complete opposite direction and launched off the side of the stage. And Kev looked and went, holy shit, I think we just witnessed the death of Stan. And and just just like this, with a snap of a finger, Stan pops up, I'm alright. And then just (laughs) keeps on going. I'm like, oh, that Stan, that Stan for you. Oh, Oh, bless him. He will be greatly missed. It is interesting to see how... Somewhat like back then, right? Mm. Um, figuring out that personal branding was actually Ooh, yeah. a good thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, because I'm sorry, I, I hate to be that guy, but I'm like, I've never known who's run DC Comics. Mm. I have no yeah. idea. Exactly. You know? <laughs> I read comics. There's no Stanley of the DC world. There's not yeah. one person we can look at and go, yes, they oh, gave us. And speaking of DC as well, he's also not related to Jim Lee. Yeah, yeah, I, I know mm-hmm. that. I just thought I'd clear that up. Yeah, I have yeah. a cousin. I have a cousin Lee, and I'm pretty sure he's not related to him either. Mm. Ditko, Steve Ditko. Well, no, Ditko was a uh, Captain America creator. Oh, Jack ha, Kirby. Ha, 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 ha. Kirby. Kirby. There we go. Yeah. Well, I guess Kirby as well was that, but I don't think he was as iconic as Stan. I'm, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot. Of I mean, there was a people, lot of yeah. you know because um, because of. Stan's fame, yeah. right? You know, a lot of... I, I remember there was at one point where people were like, yo, what about the artists? Because if you don't have Ditko, you don't get... Uh, you don't have Ditko, you don't have Kirby and all these people, you know, Stan couldn't have made anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even at the time, there was... I, I can't remember, was a lawsuit or what? On the, on the whole point of, like, who's the creative Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and there was some controversy there. But I don't think any of those guys would ever dispute the fact that you know, Stan, even if he may not have drawn or if, you know, he, maybe even if he didn't write, but he was the father of all these, cre- yes. these creatures, these characters. <laughs> yes. Some of which are creatures. Yes. You know, and that's a fucking legacy. Yeah. Mm. There was one guy on the podcast as well that was talking about um, how he saw the difference between DC and, and Marvel. Now in DC, there's a one shot that he saw where... Batman was always looking down on Gotham City and uh, Superman was always looking up to the sky, like optimism and pessimism. Mm. Mm. And that's when he noticed that a lot of Stan's characters, they were always looking up, up at the world, up at hope, up in their (coughs) dreams. They're never looking down. Mm. Yeah. And that felt like a reflection of who Stan was or what he wanted the world to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so many of these stories about Stan have been popping up and you know, when you find out how positive a fucking creature he yep. was. <laughs> and you can tell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can tell. And he's got a... Kev's also got a 
fancy sex story with uh, about Stanley too. <laughs> How he he invited him to his uh, no Kev invited Stan to his daughter's um, poetry reading at his house. Oh, Johnny Rotten was there too, by the way. And Johnny Rotten and Stanley got into an argument apparently, and Stanley shaded the hell out of him. He may be a good man, but he can throw some shade. <laughs> sure he can So yeah He invited him to his daughter's thing Got drivers and everything To drive the people's cars And um, Drive the one people's night, cars? Yeah So when people come to the house The drivers will drive to a parking lot somewhere Like a valet front. Yeah valet Yes <laughs> Sorry <laughs> just, The just, word just escaped be, me for a moment Just being pedantic Yes So He invited him to the house Which was in about a few days time And then there was a night where the daughter was out of the house, so him and the wife were at it. And all of a sudden, there's a phone call and, and from his house doorbell, and they've got one of those yeah, yeah. things. So Kev answers the phone, and Kev is like, hello. And Stan goes, hi, it's Stan Lee. I'm here for the poetry reading. And Kev's like, oh, hi. And Kev <laughs> is completely butt naked. He's like, oh, hi. Uh, yeah, the, the poetry reading is tomorrow night. Did you not see that there weren't any cars around? And Stan was like, Oh, that's it. All right. Um, I guess I'll come back tomorrow. And Kev's like, yeah, because I'm completely naked now. I'm about to have sex. And Stan was like, Excelsior. <laughs> and walked away. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. That's that's fucking amazing. Uh, Excelsior. Yes. Stan Lee, ladies and gentlemen. Stan Lee. Man will be missed. Miss legend. Yes. Now, to get, um, before we go on to the main thing that we were going to talk about. Yes. To get back on that Jamie Lee Curtis thing. Yes. Yes. To <laughs> what they're related. Is she, is she really Baroness? Yes. Oh, Baroness of what? She's married to Christopher Guest. Isn't he a director? He's the fifth Baron Hayden Guest. But isn't... A bar- Baron of w- what? where? I'm looking it up. I'm looking it okay. up. Okay. But yes, Christopher Guest... You don't know Christopher Guest? I yeah, don't know. He's who the gu- director, right? Spinal Tap. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's why I'm like, Christopher yeah. Guest is a baron? Uh, I d- mean, d- a, bar- a baron is very, l- it's very low yeah, on the... Oh, really? Not, not very, but like... He's a, he's a British baron. British? Guest holds a hereditary British peerage as the fifth baron Hayden Guest and has publicly expressed a desire to see the House of Lords reformed as a democratically elected <laughs> chamber. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yes, he's... Like, you know, it's it's hereditary, it's, you know, because he's in America. But his family is, his dad is the fourth baron. Wow. He is from baron. So does he... He has a barony. Yes. Does he need that movie money anymore? Is that why he's not making oh, movies no, oh, that ba- much? Well, ba- oh, baron, they no. don't, I don't think I don't think the titles make Look, much even money. Even the queen oh. gets taxed now. That's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes, I had no idea Christopher Guest was a Baron, or that Jamie Lee Curtis was What's married. Oh, yeah. yeah, to Christopher Guest. So wow, news. You learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Stan, for day helping us with I that. Learn. <laughs> we learn. Dun, yes. dun, 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 the more you know. So now to bring up the mood, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about another dead person. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this episode we are talking about Bohemian Mother! Rhapsody. No, I was thinking about this because um, mm-hmm. you know we're a geek podcast, but yeah. it's also just three people geeking out over stuff. Yeah. Yes, and number one, you know, you can geek out over music. Oh, yeah. Yes, so I think it's okay. You can geek out of movies. Yes, yes, of course. But also, I was thinking about rock bands, and Queen kind of have the most geek like connections to it. Really? 
Soundtrack to Highlander. Uh-huh. Oh. Soundtrack the to Flash, Flash Gordon. Gordon. What? They did the soundtrack for Flash. Flash. Ah, okay, it's, it's been a while. I need to watch. I need to rewatch Flash. We we should rewatch ah, Flash Gordon yeah, together. Yes. Oh my god, yes! And of course, that iconic picture of him in a Flash Gordon T-shirt on the shoulders of Darth Vader. Yep. What? You never seen this picture? No. Oh, that's ah. a damn famous picture. Okay. So yeah, I was thinking like, holy shit! Out of rock, fucking Queen has the most geek cred. Not even Kiss has this much geek cred. Like Guns N' Roses oh, has one song in Terminator 2. Well, Kiss is a league of their own. Kiss is, Scoo- Kiss is Scooby-Doo. Kiss, okay, Kiss. I mean, Kiss have their own mythology. So I'm like, you I know, know what? Those, they- I didn't know those guys are still on tour. Actually. In all the makeup <laughs> glory, they were on Jimmy yeah. Fallon okay. or something recently. Yeah. It's weird. You know why I didn't think of Kiss in that whole category? Really? I don't think of them as a rock band. To me, they're fucking... <laughs> Characters in a comic <laughs> book in a movie. They are. They, yeah. they are. happen to have a soundtrack recorded by, you know, they're like the monkeys. Or <laughs> the monkeys. Oh, the monkeys. Or, um, what was Archie's band called? Uh, the Archie's. Was yeah. it the Archie's? Yeah, it I was don't the Archie's. Sure, that one, right? Really? Was it called the it Archie's? It was called the Archie's. I, well, I, no wonder I, Reggie hated his fucking gut. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why can't we call it the Reggie's? Freddie Mercury. 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 Uh, Darth Vader. This is a damn famous photo. Hmm. But yeah, so Bohemian Rhapsody is very like. So I went into this movie. I see. Flash. I see. Ah. Uh, I went into this movie not knowing much about Queen, other than I really like Bohemian Rhapsody the song. Hmm. Yeah. And when you came out of it, LPF lah. Kenapa lah korang itu je. Nick, you have a love of Queen. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, as I told Amelia that day when we watched it, there are many, many inconsistencies. There are articles upon articles. A lot of creative liberties. A lot. They are telling you. Um, I loved it. I, I, as a Queen fan, I fucking loved it. Mm. I love the honor to the music. Rami Malek's performance in it mm. is on a whole other level. Mm-hmm. Um, not and not to say the other actors also didn't do a fantastic job as well. Brian May, after a while, I genuinely believe that was Brian May on screen. Yeah, I, I'm like and Roger Taylor. And did you know? Fun fact: John Deacon. Do you recognize the actor? He looks marginally familiar. He looks familiar, right? Which yes, one? the guy that played Deakey. John Deakey. D. The basis, the the most normal looking member of yeah. Queen. He does look familiar. I can't right. put my finger Would on it. Would you like me to put my finger on it? Ew. And I'm fucking on again. This Ew. fucking fingers thing. What is up with you? Just tell us. You remember Jurassic Park? Yeah. yeah. Remember the little kid? Fuck off. No, I'm not kidding. What? He was the little kid in Jurassic Park. Tim, his name was. Oh, so. He's a, is he younger than Kristen? Yes. The I girl is so. Kristen, right? No, no the girl no, was Ariana Richards. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I remember because me and a friend had a huge crush on her. Okay, she quit acting. Oh well. Do oh you, my God! Now that you, you remember, yes, I do, I do. Yeah, yeah. right. Holy yeah. shit! Oh, wow. He kept acting. No, yeah. no, what else has he done? Because I've seen him as an adult. That was the thing. I thought, like, is he a British actor? Have we seen him in like? Doctor Who or some shit. <laughs> a warty guy. Because, you know, every British actor's made Doctor Who. Um, he was 
in the Pacific. He was also in the social network playing Dustin Moskovitz. His name is Joseph Mazzello. Yeah. Nah. Mm. But yeah, but good job, like. He was in G.I. Joe Retaliation. Uh, I don't remember him in that. Uh, he was in Elementary. Uh, yeah. But yes, he was the little yes. kid from Jurassic Park. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. For nice. me, going into the movie, um, I mean, I obviously know about the music. Yeah. Mm. I didn't know much about Freddy's life, mm. except for that he died of AIDS. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't have much history about Queen. So I didn't know like what was made up or whatever, you know. But the one thing that I do know about Queen, like as an experience apart from his music, is uh, Live Aid 1984. Oh, 85. 85. 85. Yeah. Because yeah. I would be five years old around then. And Did you see it? I On saw, the telly? Like when I was a kid, I remember seeing bits of it because the main thing I remember was not that it was a, not the concert itself, the first time I remember it. Uh-huh. It was how much of a big deal this concert, this live aid that mm. I kept hearing about. Mm. So my parents, you know, like sat down, got the tape recorder ready, wow. recorded the whole concert. Oh. Back in the day, back and in the, the day. And the VHS is still in this house. Oh, v- shit. Mm. Of the original works? recording. Probably, yes. Because so, later on, I did watch it because, you know, as, you, as I grew up and got into rock music more, you obviously learn about this fucking concert. Yeah. So to me, that concert is a big deal. Yes. It's always been a big deal. Like, it is something that I know even my parents' generation, that was a big fucking mm, deal, that yep. concert. So I was not expecting the third act to be what it was. Okay. Um, Why? Spoilers from here on in. Oh, fuck. Spoilers. Like, come every on. single come on. episode I mean, okay. of this show. It's still relatively early for some people. Some people may yeah. be waiting to get it on And it's digital. not really a spoiler because it's history. But what I wasn't expecting, because in a movie, right? You know, especially like music movies, which I, I watch a lot of rock biopics. Yeah. Mm. You don't even usually get a full song. Yeah. Because it, you know, usually interferes with the story. Yes. yes. And what I loved about this movie was that ending because as we're watching it, me and Eva, we start tearing up because we realize... Yeah. Is it the actual full... Is it the full set? They're playing... They- I'll get to that like in a bit. A whole set. Yes. And this is like watching Queen mm. play live. It's like we mm. were there. Yes. Mm. And that's when I was like, this is nuts. Yeah. Like, to me, like, we will get into what issues I have with the movie. <laughs> and I'm sure we all have issues. Yeah. And I'm sure, um, whilst for you, most of it will be more on history. Like, yeah. for us, I think it's more on censorship. Oh, uh, no, that, mm. to yeah, me too. Which I think yeah. is, and I have some very strong points about that. <laughs> but, if someone asked me, like, is it worth watching the movie in a cinema? To me, it's worth it just for the third act. Yes. Alone. Yes. You're going to have to put up with a lot of shit in the middle. Mm. Yeah. Uh, especially censorship-wise. Yeah. Which even regular laymen in the cinema were like, they cut something. Yeah. You know? Because uh, it's, yeah, so for sure. fucking it's so obvious. obvious. Um, but that third act. Yeah. That concert. No, like, up until that point, I would have said that the most uh, accurate portrayal of a real concert would have been maybe uh, Oliver Stone's uh, version of The Doors. Mm-hmm. Right? Because that was insanely shot, right? But 
at the same time, that movie was less about experiencing this band as a musical force. Mm. It's more of, you know, hey, Jim Morrison, he's a lizard king. Peyote. <laughs> Drugs. Okay. <laughs> you know? So, watching this, it was, it was just strange because it was like, this is what this concert feels like. And when you think about concerts as well, or Queen concerts, or any big band like that, that stage was bare bones. Yes. Mm. Yeah. It was they, just two yeah. banners of live aid and pretty And much they it. played in the day. Yeah. So there's no lighting. It's a white fucking stage. And yet it's the most epic fucking performance you're ever yes. going to see of a band in a cinema. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. So yes, like, yeah, it's worth it for the ending. Yeah. It is so worth it for the ending. Yes. That third act just broke me. Yeah. Because the second he came out and I see that crowd, I I lost mm. it. I'm like, this is what it must have felt like. It's and then when, when he when, launches when, when into he, Bohemian. When he walks in and he sees that crowd, I'm glad that that's the experience you had. Because my experience was uh, your tracking marks on the green screen. Oh, there was a slight float. It's, it's that shit that you notice because you're in the industry and you're like, hey, hey, tracking marks. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> more fast. Do you don't know what I noticed? Right. That every stage before that that they played in was the same set. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, lah, tapala. Yeah. It, 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 it's an expensive movie. It's, it, I'm just going to go, their entire stage setup is the same for their entire career. <laughs> but it's okay. this scene, the Live Aid concert was the first day of shooting. <gasps> they no. started with the Live Aid. No way. Because there was a leak at one point, a first day of filming, and it was the Live Aid concert and Freddie was running on stage. They questioned Rami about it as well. I think on, fuck, which show was it? I think it was um, Fallon. Uh-huh. And he said, yeah, because, and he said like, uh, his thought was like, okay, this is the best way to figure out like, okay, can this guy be Freddie Mercury? Yeah. Oh, wow. So if he sucked in the live aid, because that's the third act. Yeah. Then might as well, no point, right? Pull the Yeah. You know? So I was like, that's kind of clever. Yeah. Otherwise, you might have like all this like story in the cat. Yes. And then you see like, oh my God, this guy can't move like Freddie to save his life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, but, but he can. No, boy, but speaking can. of movement. First, they, like this is I love I love this that you know, first <clears throat> they hired a choreographer for him mm. to choreograph all the dance moves so he can you know, dance like Freddie, and then Remy was like, no, no, this is more than dancing. Mm. I need a movement coach, and I'm <laughs> like, yes, movement director, because he needs to move like Freddie Mercury. If yes, contrary to popular belief, a movement coach isn't someone that helps you with your bowels. Oh, <laughs> so. Uh, coming back to the Live Aid concert, Rami actually studied the Live Aid concert for over 1,500 hours. Oh, and Rami Malik. I don't Rami know Malik. if you've seen this, but there's been a viral video going around where somebody has actually taken like what someone Same illegally recorded from yeah. the cinema and the Live Aid concert and the accuracy on Rami's part, every movement, every breath, every flick of the finger is down to a... 99% identical T. Forget, like, okay, you got that. Here's the other thing. He's never played piano. Oh, but he learned piano for this film. I know. Which is something that fucking pisses me off about actors. Oh, why? That we don't learn instruments to play instruments? No. That they can learn how to play it that fucking quickly. Oh. And then they'll just, like, Sean Penn, right? Uh, Sean Penn was in a Woody Allen movie called Sweet and Lowdown. Yes. Right? Oh, which is about a, uh, what do you call it? Gypsy jazz guitarist. Yes. Okay. Uh, whose name I can't... Was it Django? 
I can't remember. I can't remember. I didn't. I didn't. I can't remember. Was it Django or Ironheart story or someone else? But as if, because you know, Woody Allen's a musician, yeah, a jazz musician. Mm-hmm. So as if to be like, no, there's no fucking fakery going on. Like Sean Penn plays in like s- single shots. You can see his hands play, and I'm like, I've been playing guitar for years. I would never even attempt to play some of these pieces. But he's like, and you're like. Motherfucker, and he learnt it in like two, three, like a couple of months, and after the movie was done, never picked up a guitar again. Was he sick and tired of learning it? I don't know. No, I mean, <laughs> and okay. then I don't know if Rami's going to start playing piano, but I'm just pissed that like you learnt it that quickly. God damn, they have. Okay. It's a tough job. And I would they have imagine real coaches for it. Yes, I would imagine that they have like. It's exactly like personal training. It's a it's exactly like fight no, choreography which I training. Love, which I, I love the that level of training. Like even like when I mentioned the Doors movie before, yeah. right? Obviously Jim Morrison's dead. Yeah, but the other yeah. three remaining members trained each of them how to mm, play the instruments mm, because mm. Oliver Stone would shoot and actually record the live music. Because mm. he's like, No, you're gonna play the doors. Mm. And Val Kilmer's gonna sing yeah. the fucking doors. Right? So I appreciate all of that and yes they get that fast training to be able to do that and look good on screen it's just and music there, there are some musicians out there just trying to pass their grade three man and they're like motherfucker <laughs> no, 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 but i think also the difference is that they're specifically honing in on this on only these pieces of music so they have they, they like these actors probably may not i'm not sure i don't know may not have an idea of what how to play anything else but these things. Just to get away with it on screen. Yes, just so that, just so they are very successful. So they can play the piano, but they can only play this. They can yeah. only they can play the guitar, but they can only, only play, play this. Papi macam real shit. Training. Training. I don't understand why you're like I mean, I guess I guess it's a bit of I hate it that they can look play piano. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Let me get you a book. There is a book. This guy, <laughs> how to play the piano, and he teaches you how to how to how to, how to play the flight of the bumblebees. <sighs> Anyone can learn to play the piano. That's that, that that's the claim I used, of the book. I used to have piano lessons. I fucking hated it. Now I regret it. Yeah, it's yeah, because I know it's because piano is not taught in a way that as with as no, with any well, classical, every subject, any yeah. instrument when it's taught classically. My God, that is the most boring way to learn a fuck. It's like drilling scales. I'll, I'll admit, yeah, I'll admit it's the most, it's the best learning. Yeah. But when you want to learn piano, you're like, I want to play Let It Be. You don't want to think about, oh no, if I understand, you know, <laughs> the, the the differences between a diminished seventh scale and. You know. It will help eventually if you really want to be serious about piano, but. You just want to play like. <sighs> you can talk about this. You can talk about to my boyfriend, who is a music teacher. But coming back to the live Wait, concert. did you did, uh, did your boyfriend watch the movie? Yes, he watched it. He watched it the day we recorded the last podcast. Ah, so did he have any thoughts about the about Brian May? Actually, we haven't talked about it. We will. I will. I will. I will quiz him about it later. I can text him now and ask him because if you a want. lot of it was pretty fucking <laughs> accurate. It was. I was pretty like when they're recording Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm like. That is the thing that I do whenever I'm watching a movie about musicians. Uh-huh. There's a guitar. I'm looking at their fucking fingers. I'm just staring at them like, don't you fucking fake me, motherfucker. <laughs> no, but I mean, look, if Ra- 
Okay, I don't know, but if if Remy learned mm. to play the piano yeah. for this movie, I'm going to guess everybody else and should Roger, have learned. And every one of them are Roger playing. Brian trained them. Fucking, they're all playing on point. There's yeah. like I saw the Jimi Hendrix uh, biopic mm. uh, a couple months back, um, which is not a side. great movie, but Andre 3000 does put in a very good performance mm. oh. as Jimi Hendrix himself. It's just it's not a great movie. Okay. Um, but Sayang. that one I'm especially looking at because I'm like, mm. I know you're not left-handed. <laughs> and he learned how to play. Like, okay, as a left-handed guitarist, I'm like, this is tough for you, isn't it? I can see that it's fucking difficult because I can spot a right-handed person when I see one. <laughs> but the fact that he learned, I'm like, oh, God, fucking actors, man. Fucking actors, man. Aren't you also you are actors? You are one. Everyone yeah, in this room I is an actor. Put in that much effort. <laughs> well, if you were paid that much money on yeah. on a movie on that prestige, would you put? I would. And I would basically, I think it's and in being paid. To say that if you don't think, play, I think you're the not first, paid. Yeah, I think I'm, at first I'd be like, well, they they hired me because of me not doing much, so maybe I could still get away with it at this price point too. <laughs> Well, I mean, oh, but I mean, I'm sure the training is all thrown in. They would have paid for you to be trained yeah. to do all this yeah. shit. So I'm like, I'm gonna take it. Yeah. I'll be like, fix it in post. Put someone else's fingers on mine. <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> Queen were actively the the real Queen. Yeah, they yes. were actively involved, and not Her Majesty, yeah. but the band. They were actively involved in the making of this movie. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure they were like, "Don't fuck this up either." Yeah, I you mean, know? they played like the actual mm. guys because Brian's movements are very specific. The way he plays guitar, mm. yeah. and he got it down to a T. And I was looking at the guitar too. I was like, "Yep, that's the right one." Ah, <laughs> hell, holy shit! I, I really wish they'd show a bit more, but then yeah, it wouldn't that would have been before they met Freddie? But I really yeah. would have loved to have seen. Although I didn't know, I knew Brian May was an astrophysicist. I didn't know the drummer was a dentist. Yeah, so, me neither. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> And 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 Dicky was a what electrical engineer. engineer. Poor By the Dickie. way, the drummer does look familiar too. Where have I seen him from? Let me whip out the Google. Whip yep. out the Google. Whipping it out. You really like, didn't look familiar too. I was like, were you in Harry Potter? I don't know. I, oh my god. Was he? Wait. Was he? Or am I just confusing him with Draco? Was he Seamus? No, that's definitely not Draco. No, it's not Draco. I, I know, it's I not know Draco. Draco Malfoy. <laughs> His name is Ben Hardy. Ah, he's Archangel Angel in uh, X Men Apocalypse. That ah. I thought I recognized that boy. And he was Peter Heal in EastEnders. Oi oi. Oi oi. <laughs> oh man. And yeah, now watching the movie. Are you more, sure he's on like, Harry Potter? <laughs> Every out. British person. Who's in Harry Potter? Harry no. Potter is the bill of he British wasn't. cinema. <laughs> he wasn't, but he was in Call the Midwife. Ah, of course he was. <laughs> As reporters. <laughs> okay. What was I gonna say? Fuck You're talking about the guitars How accurate they were No uh, I was gonna get onto something else Oh, oh Mike Myers Oh yeah <laughs> Who was there essentially For a Wayne's World No joke. one would headbang To this in the car uh, I do like yeah. though I like that one cut back to him As Live Aid's going oh, yeah. on <laughs> Just with this scowl On his face <laughs> <laughs> Now I was like Okay now I can know This is Michael Myers yeah But yeah In the fucking trailers I had no idea No idea right? No idea I think the second he opens his mouth We kind of know that's Mike Because <laughs> it sounds still A little too close to Austin Powers <laughs> <laughs> It's like he just t- Tuned down the Do I make you horny baby <laughs> Who else was in the movie um, um, Peter okay. Baelish So Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Littlefinger Yeah What I'm Why'd you hire Littlefinger For like 
a nice character for once. <laughs> no, no, but okay. Things that I'll Aiden get into. Aiden Gillen. Huh. I'll get into the things that I like later. Okay. But things that bug me, we'll get into the censorship, obviously, but things that bug me, some of the characters, like, okay, you know Queen's history. So yeah. maybe, I don't know, maybe they were making it for more people like you and mine that you'd know the backstory of these people beforehand. But yeah. to me, like Littlefinger's character, fucking the lawyer. Yeah. Um, what do you call it? Uh, it's Paul. No, no, no. It's no, Miami. Jim. Miami, yes, Miami. No, but I know, I know. <laughs> no, but um, there are all these side characters who seem like they're going to be important, but I feel... They got left out a little bit. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, because the movie wants... The, the, they the movie seem like focused extras. on... No, I know, but then... But they're introduced with such gravitas. Like, oh, you wait till the third act. This person's going to be really... Uh, he's gone. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm... I'm sorry, like, but like, like, yeah, the manager, like, his yeah. dismissal was a bit like, what? what? All like all of the side characters, I felt, I was like, are they? Is this just lip service to the fans? Because script wise, they're not doing much. I think it is a little bit. Michael, like, fucking Mike Myers' character had more lines than Peter <laughs> fucking Baelish. <laughs> no, well, yes, yeah, that is true. In one scene, he gets to fucking rattle on, whereas what's his face only gets to be like. You're with us now. <laughs> you can't fire me. I think, yeah, I would agree a little bit that they were there to for the fans to go, ah, oh, we know this guy, ah, oh, this is the fucker, ah, oh, okay. And I that's killed Ned Stark. Or whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was. I, I found that a bit odd because the way that um the, the way that Miami was introduced and shot, mm. it was like this is a really important character, and he kind of just gives exposition. Yeah, he was with the exposition a little bit, like, and then he was the one that boosted Queen's music. So. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and then the other one. I love that. I love that part though. Yep. He's like, no, no, takes off the sticker, pushes thing up, yeah. puts the sticker back. Oh. Like, there's little things that I like about him, but it felt like is there more to this character that we're not seeing? And the one to me used where it's like censorship played a big part of oh, it, but it was yeah. still weird. Jim, yeah. Jim, yeah, that was strange. Like, hello, that's hello, I'm leaving now. What's your name? Jim Hutton. I was like, okay, now this was just censorship, obviously. Yeah. But then, dude didn't pop up again until the end. Yeah. yeah. Because, okay, according to uh, Uma, who talked about it at the movies because the fucker saw an uh, uncut version of the film. Oh. Bastard. Yeah. Apparently, there was a little bit more yeah. to that Jim Hutton scene that explains it more why Freddy would really actively want to go and find him. Like, there was a whole thing about the there was a kiss before like he was walking through the alleyway and you know there's a very obvious cut there when he oh, was Jim was there too he was the guy that Kim uh Jim kissed I uh, know Freddie kissed Jim that was the waiter because he was working for Freddie as a waiter which did not happen at, in real life at Freddie's party at Freddie's party in the house so the kiss happened first and then they had a conversation which also ended in a kiss which ended in more conversation. That scene alone, I think, is roughly about two to three minutes. Uh, so a minute a, and a half. No, minute two, minute, half. two minutes, two minutes, yeah. two minutes. So there's a whole bit that we're not mm. seeing there. For us, at least. That's what Uma said. No, and also, no, no, and also, sorry, Ten, I can't remember. I think the article that I sent you, Nick. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, I still haven't read it yet. No, 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 no. They were talking about how, like, the way the story is told. And, like, I mean, people who know Queen history know 
who Jim Hutton is. This yes. is the man that spent the yeah, yeah. like his dying the, days. days. You know, yeah. he's a guy who spent you know who Freddie loved Mercury's- the hell out of him. They were practically married. Yes, exactly right. Mm. Like and and I think um, what am I saying? Oh, in the movie, this, the way they told it was like mm. that that <laughs> that Freddie spent like literally almost like. The morning of Live Aid, looking, going house to house, looking for oh, Jim Hutton. Yeah. And finally, m- finally meeting him. And then immediately bringing him to meet his parents. Yeah. After that, knowing him for only like two happen. hours. That did not happen. Like, it's like, it's almost like, yes, it makes him slightly important, but in a very irrational way. Jim was there. I don't think it was giving, it was a very disservice to Jim. Yeah. Because as, the fans know who Jim was. Mm. And it was just a shame that he didn't get enough screen time because like you said this is the person that spent the rest of his life with him and when I first saw Jim I'm like ah okay this is where we're going to get into it and then he just went missing yeah same thing I was like you know when you told me who Jim Hutton was I was like oh my god yes fucking Peter Paul yeah Paul got more fucking screen time than Jim did bastard and that relationship was and he still couldn't get it right he's not a fucking packy he is not a packy idiot Sorry. But okay. we'll, we'll, we'll get into <laughs> the inconsistencies in a bit because yeah. I've got a whole load of inconsistencies. Well, getting back on that censorship run. Yeah. Right. So Have first, you seen the Says article? A, yeah. Because there was an article first saying like 24 minutes were cut out. Yeah. And says, no. like, what I like is 20th Century Fox's reply. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Galileo, Galileo, yeah. Galileo, faker news. Then blah, 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 blah. Edit to the official one, right? The experience is definitely not compromised. So yeah. sit back and enjoy blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Hashtag fake news. Hashtag thought we are over this Malaysia. Mama no. life has just begun. Mic drop. So, okay. The 20th Century Fox. Um, first off, kudos for trying to be cool. <laughs> um, you come across like fucking Donald Trump, though. <laughs> shouting out fake news like that. Secondly... <laughs> The experience is definitely compromised. compromised. Like the the argument was that you know, LPF has made these cuts because if we don't make these cuts, then the movie will be banned. Right now, here's the thing. To me, as an experience in a film, like if you cut out a scene which ruins the natural flow of things, yeah, to the point where regular people can notice then you have compromised the experience. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, okay, in the past, there have been movies where things have been censored, but I thought at, by now, based on other movies I'd seen, that LPF, the Malaysian Censorship Board, yeah. had gone better at editing it, you know, with crop-ins or whatever, hiding the audio or just reshaping the scene so that the scene still makes sense. In Bohemian Rhapsody, there are numerous scenes that no longer makes sense. Yeah. The Jim Hutton one yeah. being a very obvious example. Yeah. You know, so yes, it was compromised and Fox, um, shut the fuck up. You're owned by Disney now, bitches. So, <laughs> I have a question about LPF, about mm. the Malaysian Institute Board. Who is responsible for cutting the movie to their specifications? Uh, the distributor in the country. So it'd be 20th Century Fox Malaysia's Malaysia. distributor. Okay. Uh, uh, Malaysian distribution, if I'm okay. not mistaken. Oh, I can't remember whether they let LPF cut it themselves now, but I don't think so. If I'm not mistaken, no. Like my own personal experience with the censorship board, I always have to cut do the, the cuts myself. And then send it back to them. Yeah, which I would prefer. I wouldn't want them to cut it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they, um, they would scissor the movie to bits. Yeah. But the other thing about this whole censorship thing that bugged me was that 
there's no consistency in how you censor. Like Deadpool, all the fucks were in. Yeah, mm. all the fucks were in. Yeah, um, you know the pegging was out. Fair enough, fine, whatever. And some bits of too much gore was cropped in. Fine, mm. whatever. But the experience as a movie was not compromised. Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody is rated 18. All right. Something that I don't feel like we we put on, but we don't really enforce. No, that's the thing. It's rated 18. But what I notice with the censorship board and distributors in this country is that when a movie is rated 18, but it's also expected to be a hit, mm-hmm. like um, beyond the range of like just adults. Yeah. It's rated 18, but they cut it to it's like a PG. Yeah. They, they they cut it to G yes. to you. But it's still rated 18 because technically content-wise, it's an 18 rating. No, but if you Whereas count everything, like it's Deadpool, not... Whereas something like you know, they, it's like you can't release this movie without... Like, otherwise, yeah. you wouldn't understand. Every third word would be censored. Mm. We'll just and, get the... Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they didn't think the that Deadpool. the movie would be that big the first time round. So the censorship's different, it's right? why they had Deadpool 2 for our election campaign. Yeah, that's why, that's why I find... That's, that's to me, is the problem. If you allow swearing in Deadpool... At least allow swearing in Bohemian Rhapsody, where even the subtitles have asterisks. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Which was, that's the first time I've fucking seen that. I'm I like, what the fuck is this? Speaking of which, which I found really inconsistent, was if you watched it in the cinemas, there was a whole load of fucks from a fucking 12, 13 year old kid. Mm. All that, Bully. What? Wait, which one? This current it. You remember? Oh, the, it. Oh, an it. 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 Yeah, the, the guy swore like 101 times saying fuck all over the place. That was fine. Asshole. Tabule. There's a lot of things like... And also with the gayness. Alright? My, my issues are twofold. Yeah. First one. Alright? If you need to... If you're like, okay, no, we can't show the gayness. Mm-hmm. Right? So in that whole scene, just have the conversation. Just cut out the kiss. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But you cut out the conversation. So it's like you are cutting out whole scenes that suggest that he likes men. Mm-hmm. Right? Which affects it not just with the Hutton scene, but also with the scene when he tells Mary. Yeah. Yes. It just seems like, I have a secret to tell. And then Mary reacts to the secret. You're like, what was the secret? Oh, shit, it's a secret from us too. Do you, do, do, do you, know, do you want to know what exactly the lines were? Yeah. In a bit, in a bit. In it's a, bit, a lot I actually have the article yes. as well. Oh, yeah. But the more, yeah. more than that, the, <laughs> this is history. Yeah. We all know he was gay. Yeah. Mm. We all know he died of AIDS. Mm. Yeah. Back and in a time when AIDS is called gay cancer. Yes. Uh. So you cut it out and it's like, okay, like you cut out I wanna break free. The yeah. shooting of I wanna break free. Yes. So whoever's confused about that can literally open their phone mm. and watch the actual music video on mm. YouTube. Mm. Yeah. So what the fuck? Which okay, which I have which I have issue against, um, because I'm like, this is a country that will laugh at men like who have men dressing women's clothing for a laugh. They think it's leg- like like uh. they, they put it on like you know people comedians wear dresses for a joke, and I'm yeah. like you don't you but you don't allow this like how how is this different because it's apparently a very funny sequence yeah it's a joke it's it a is joke. just as much as a joke as a fucking you know like a joke on fucking lawa bodo 
you know, it's so so. This is ex- it's almost like art imitating life because this is exactly what Freddie rails against yeah. in yeah. the movie. He's have, like, they, they don't seen, like me because, because to me, is the only reason you then have for releasing the movie is money, yeah. right? Yeah. Regardless of like, to me, the whole feeling of like you release this movie just to make profit, even though the experience is completely compromised, yeah. was further exacerbated by the fact that I was in GSC where they lovingly throw you out onto the fucking streets right after the movie's done uh. because walking out from when you came in just seems like too much fucking work. <laughs> Especially once they open the door two minutes before the fucking credits even start. <laughs> Can't. So TG- yeah, TGV by the way does not do that. You can yeah. leave as the when the movie credits yes, are done. Yes, TGV you can does leave. not do that, but they have a serious smell problem these days. Um. Which maybe I need to start trying MBO next. Hmm. Or just go to the newer TGVs. We were just talking about this, me and yeah. Nick. Um, the one Putra Starling. Is awesome. And fucking, I gotta keep going to the newer ones each no, time. No, when no, these, no, no. And when the rac- old ones are like fuck it. Everyone comes here anyway. The the, the Starling one. The mall has very spiffy. The mall itself oh, no, no, no. The is sun- dead as fuck, but it's got really spiffy and really nice and new and shiny, like the toilets. toilets. Yeah, yeah, the styling is the MBO one. No, 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 it's TGV. Is it TGV? Yeah. It is TGV. Wait. I just went there last week. No, 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 not styling. Um, you, eh, you said um, styling. The strand. No, the strand. the strand. You are right. Yeah. I am sorry. I went to Starling two days ago yeah. for the Police Evo 2 <laughs> premiere. Please go and watch Police Evo 2. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, the censorship not only does it not make sense, it just shows the whole stupid inconsistency. Like you said, it they'll let the stuff out. Oh, because it's a horror film, and no one should be bringing their kids to see it anyway. It's a horror so, film with kids in it. Have Excuse you all seen me, guys. The picture of the I want to break free scene. No, yeah. I, I I literally just watched. I just oh oh yeah, look at Rami. Look deal. at Rami. Yeah, just because they're in drag. Hmm. Like, just because this this is a country that laughs at drag queens because oh look it's a guy in a dress. <laughs> And the thing is, even by cutting those scenes and making it really, really inconsistent, yeah, there's still enough in the movie for you to know. Oh, he's fucking him. Yes. Oh, of he course. kissed him. Yes, there yes. is. There's still enough in there. So it's like, what is the point? You think what? That time when he came out of the room and there was a guy on the couch while sleep over. Is it? You know what I'm gonna do? I th- I thought about this right after coming out of the cinema, actually, because it was so annoying to me. Was that once I can get a torrent? Of the movie, yeah, I'm down. I'm saying it right now. I'm gonna download an illegal version of this movie to watch the other scenes, yeah, because I've already paid for it and I still haven't seen it we properly. Are old scenes, like if you needed a reason why censorship boards are supposed to be better at their fucking jobs. One of it is to curb fucking piracy. Yeah, but this is gonna make us want yes, to do it more because a we lot of people are just annoyed with having shit censored from them in the cinema. If they freaking so, censored crazy rich Asians. Nah! What? Where? No, no, what? The, did we talk about this? We no, did. No, we didn't. Privately. The, privately. Privately. But yeah, there's a whole bunch of, like, there's a scene on the plane where they probably just kissed, but they censored that out or something. Like, they instigated they're about to have sex in the plane, but that didn't happen. Wait, crazy rich Asians were censored? Yes, many times. See, there's the pattern. Oh, the ones make money. Oh, cut out all the naughty bits. Yeah. Which is why I'm supporting Gobind Singh when he says, who is our what uh, uh, news broadcast minister? When he says, maybe maybe my ministry should take over censorship. Yes, Gobind Singh. Yes, Gobind. Yes, I support you. <laughs> I've Sorry. said it before and I've said it again. In New Malaysia, the prime minister said bullshit on his first day on live television. Yep. 
So shut the fuck up. <laughs> Goddamn censorship. Every time our sidetracking, every time our PM takes a photo on a bridge, it looks epic as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All these bodyguards beside him is right in the oh. middle. Like, I wonder if he purposely asked them to take photos like that. It's like, make sure you get Oliver's and I'm in front. <laughs> it is a shame because a lot of people are going to be going to watch the movie. And the thing is, because of the third act, the third act is so good that it forgives whatever annoyances you have with the movie. Mm. Yeah. Because that feeling of being in that concert is insane. Yeah. Mm. Oh. So they make their money, but an experience was lost. Yeah. But that being said, some people still don't realize that Freddie was gay. Remember when we watched it that morning? The guy next to you, when yeah. like the first... And hint, he knew fucking Queen songs. He was singing, he was singing Queen songs. To it. He was and surprised then, that Freddie was gay. Yeah, that revelation. Huh? Eh? 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 It's like, like, yeah, we were like, okay. Who was it? You guys that I was talking to? Or someone I was talking to where I was telling how, uh, you know, America was shocked when they found out oh, that yeah, he was gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was you guys, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And I remember like, this how story. the fuck did they not know? There you go. Some people just don't, like, they don't see it. Like, even with that I Wanna Break Free video, they're like, ah, oh, see, they're just doing the jokey dressing up like women <laughs> thing. <laughs> But yeah. It's a political take on our social climate. <laughs> These same people are like, okay, fine, I'll put on fucking Elton John Rocket Man. Now there's a man. Yeah! <laughs> Wait till Rocket Man comes out. No, d- fine, then not- I'll put on Liberace, you did motherfuckers. You- have they not seen the Matt Damon <laughs> film? Okay, fine. I'll put on fucking uh, the biopic of Right Said Fred. <laughs> What? What? Just, just watch the video. Oh <laughs> just watch the video and you'll know. Uh. I was thinking of someone else, not right stuff. Fucking comic chameleon. Fuck, what's his name? Boy George. Boy George. Boy George. George Michael. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They haven't done a George Michael yet, have they? Why pick? Uh, that... <laughs> I fucking love this bit what? They probably didn't have The rights for it So remember there's one scene Right at the beginning Where they're at Live Aid mm. And you see Bowie's hair mm-hmm. And George Michael's chin Because <laughs> they couldn't afford One face uh, Two faces So they just got One half of each <laughs> No they haven't done A George Michael biopic Yeah And neither Which I'm very very surprised There's been a few TV movies But not a big biopic The Beatles The Beatles? The Beatles have never Had a biopic but they've had their own movies. Yeah, because they've done their own movies. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. I want to see a Beatles film. Yeah, it's called Help. <sighs> no, a, a film about the Beatles. Jesus. Again, Who's it's left? also called Help. You think those McCartney are McCartney and Ringo <laughs> are still around. And Paul, yeah, Paul and Ringo. They don't need the money. Yeah, but the f- <laughs> I'm sure the fans want it. It's also, it's a big story. That's one thing I realized with bands like, okay, like Queen is one of them, where you have such a long career, you have to, cut yeah. so yeah. much and so then combine focused. characters yes. so you know which can piss the fans off yeah because it's not taking its time and yeah. there's so much more to tell like you know come on the Beatles did a movie that basically just covered the fucking <laughs> the early first three <laughs> albums career <laughs> and that was enough for a movie already <laughs> you know then later on they're like look the film medium is not enough for us let's make yeah. Yellow Submarine hey! yes you know which does not make sense sober. So please don't be sober. It makes a lot more sense. Why? No, it makes perfect Actually, sense. Actually, you know what? They have done a biopic. Backbeat. Backbeat? We haven't seen Backbeat? No. What's that? Oh, Backbeat's fucking dope. Okay. What is that? It's about the fifth Beatle. Steve, uh, uh, Brian Epstein? 
No, no. <laughs> That's what that is the spiritual fifth beetle, the actual fifth beetle. Oh, oh, uh, Stuart Sutcliffe. Ah, yes. Right. I know this. Stuart Sutcliffe was the bassist of the Beatles. Uh huh. Um, when they were called the cri- no, cave, they were still uh, the cavemen. Uh, after that, when uh. they first went to Hamburg. Uh, Stuart Sutcliffe was with them mm. uh. and that's when he met uh, this German photographer mm-hmm. and fell in love uh. and left Oh, yeah and he died shortly after oh no brain aneurysm oh um, just like after I want to hold your hand or oh. twist and shout around that time they came to visit you know but yeah it is a cool movie um like I remember watching it back when I was starting a band mm-hmm. it's fucking fun to watch because it's them basically before they've even written their own songs. Mm. So they went to Hamburg to be like the band in between uh, strippers, right? Uh, playing rock and roll songs, yeah. you know, so rock and roll standards. So the soundtrack alone, right, is an alternative who's who super band. <laughs> Dave Grohl's on drums. Dude from Screaming Trees is in it. Are you fucking Vocalist kidding from me? Faith No More. Fucking, it is a super team. Oh, shit. Right? The reason I found out about the movie was because of the band. Because on the MTV Movie Awards, they closed it that year. What year was this? I don't know, but Fresh Prince was hosting. It was still called Fresh Prince. Oh, okay. oh wow. So and it was post-Nirvana, Kurt Cobain killing himself. So I think 95, 96. So yeah, and what's cool about that movie is because when you think about the Beatles, it's like, oh, they're lovable. <laughs> not always. Oh, not so much. Not always. Oh, in the movie, fucking John Lennon is a badass. It's he's got one of my favorite fucking scenes where they're what do you call it? They're playing and then a fight breaks out. <laughs> and the thing is they're fucking getting bored because they're playing nonstop sets every night. They're tired. Yeah. So to mix it up, like on that night, John Lennon's wearing a tutu, you know, whilst playing a song, and then this fight breaks out. And this is before Yoko. Uh-huh. Yeah. This fight breaks out with this girl and this um uh, because of this girl. So then John just jumps into it. Right? This is huge German sailor. And they're like, Oi, you want to fight someone? Fight me. If you don't want to fight, sit down, have your fucking drink, and listen to the band. If you don't want to sit down and have your fucking drink, then fuck off. And then the big dude's just like, I will not fight you. You are wearing a dress. Are <laughs> <laughs> you Russian? <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I'm my accent's all over the place. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, John, a bit like an Irish John Lennon. <laughs> John Lennon uh, is just, just plays it as a badass. Mm hmm. Paul McCartney doesn't have much to do, but he looks the fucking spit of young Paul McCartney with the rosy Aww. cheeks. Wow. At that time, Ringo wasn't in the band, so it's still George Best, mm. um, who has one line in the movie. Because <laughs> there's a whole bit where it's like, you don't talk much, do you? It's like, I'm the fucking drummer. <laughs> no one cares about the fucking drummer. Aww. Tell me who gives a shit about the fucking drummer. <laughs> and the guy walks away. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, Stuart Sutcliffe is played by Stephen Dorff. Oh wow! Because it was like around that time they weren't the mop tops yet. They had the greaser like yeah. oh, pompadours yes, and yes, shit, yeah. leather jackets. Yeah. So you know that famous like black and white photos yes. of that era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stuart Sutcliffe's girlfriend took those photos. Uh, Wasn't Harrison already there with them? Harrison was there as well. Harrison's yeah. pretty quiet as well because mm. he's always the Zen one. So yes, the Beatles have been done there oh. and also in Walk, Walk Hard. Hard. Yes. With uh, Paul Rudd as Paul McCartney, <laughs> Jack Black, I think was no Paul. Paul Rudd was John Lennon because there's no limit to what we can imagine. imagine? And Jack Black was Paul. Jack right? Black was Paul McCartney because I'm so impishly cute. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking uh, was it Seth Green? Rushmore like? was 
What's the fucking Rushmore guy? Schwartzman. Schwartzman. Jason, Jason Schwartzman. Schwartzman. I think he was Harrison or Ringo. <laughs> Wasn't Seth Green one of those? No, no, no. Ones? And then the other one was from the Tusk dude. Oh, Justin Long. Yeah, Justin, Justin Long. Long. So no, one, Justin Long was Harrison. Justin yes, Long was Harrison yes. and Schwartzman was Ringo. Yeah. Man, I've written a song part. about an octopus. <laughs> <laughs> so there the Beatles have been on the screen yeah, in more ways okay. than one. Yes. Not exactly a biopic, yeah. but, well, I mean, these are the and Beatles, was, they did come out with Yellow Submarine. It's yeah. weird, when they do these biopics, like the Beatles, it's with the fifth Beatle. There was a Rolling Stones biopic, um, but the early days with uh, the fucking guy who's the blonde one that's no longer alive. That helps. Yeah. I'm not sure. You know, the big love triangle in the Rolling Stones because of this one girl, and that was... Huh? Okay. I, 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 don't know music. I don't know music. But yeah, I can't remember that guy's name. Sure. Okay. Oh, yeah. But coming back to Queen, mm. so I I know there are major inconsistency. I think every Queen fan will look okay, at these yes. inconsistencies and go, okay, whoever's first watched Queen, this isn't how it happened. Okay. First of yes, all... Please, actually, teach us. I want to know. Yeah. Okay. Know, right? First yeah. of all, coming to Live Aid, Freddie didn't know about his disease until 87. Uh, Live Aid was in 85. So mm. drama. Yes, so the whole AIDS thing was in the film Creative Liberty to, you know... Climax. Climax Climax to the point, and then you will burst your eyes out even though you know that it's not true. Okay. Yeah. All right. But for normal fans, that will happen. Did they really meet that way and start the band that quickly? No. I thought so. So... But almost. um, Similar to... uh, I mean, Brian and Roger and the other guy who went up to Humpty, uh, Humpty, Humpty what? Humpty, Humpty Bong. <laughs> yeah, Humpty yes, Bong. Humpty Bong. Humpty Bong. It's going to be band, huge. No. A band that clearly made it. Um, he actually introduced Freddie to the band while they were Smile. And they got a little bit of a rapport. So by the time that he left, Freddie was already a perfect fit. Okay. So they met already. Mary? Um, they meet Mary, the same Mary. Time? Yes. Okay, so that was... Mary was indeed the love of his life. and Really did stick around that long? Yes. They had a long relationship to the point that... um, Queen fans, correct me if I'm wrong, but when Freddie died, about 70% of his estate and everything went to Mary. Mm. Because he did vow to look after her forever. But you know, in movies, like for yeah. non fans, I'm like in movie in for but for film fans, whenever someone says I will look after you for life, inside film fans, you will go, No, no something will happen, shit will happen, bitch. But this one it Especially really is true. Like the never take off your ring. Yeah. Well. You know, like you like oh them be fighting words, mate. Them be fighting conf- them be fighting words for film film structure. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so, yes, back to yeah, you. Freddie Freddie and Mary were indeed very much in love and they Freddie loved Mary till he died too. Okay. And so did he love Jim. Now, Jim was not a waiter by Freddie. He was never employed under Freddie. In did, fact, they did met. Did Freddie really have to go through the entire phone book to find him? How they met again, that one I'm a bit hazy about, but I doubt that was the way it happened. But they first met each other at a gay club much earlier. Oh. And. Nothing happened. They saw each other, but nothing happened. And then they bumped into each other a second time in another gay club. And that's when they started talking to each other and finding out more about each other. And that's where it sort of bloomed off to. So there was no waiter gym that did not exist at all. Okay. Um, coming to We Will Rock You, which is a very small inconsistency, but Queen fans will know. When they recorded We Will Rock You, Freddie did not have a moustache. 
Oh, oh. yeah. While they did play at it. Madison Square Garden, and he did have the mustache at the time when they recorded "We Will Rock You," okay. there was no mustache. Now the biggest, biggest inconsistency of all: there was no breakup of the band at all. Ah. In fact, Brian and Roger had solo albums before Freddie had a solo yeah. album. Drama. And Drama. two of the band members, I can't remember which two, actually played with Freddie on his albums. But drama. Ooh. And last but not least, in those two years, they recorded another album together. <laughs> so a lot of drama they added on. Okay, that yes. um, that cares sn- up a lot. The snake in the grass. Paul. Peter Paul, um, sounds like Bible stories now. <laughs> that is true. Paul. Paul. That is that is true. And uh, fun fact: the night before they were supposed to go on SNL in real life, oh, he had a screaming match with uh, Paul. Oh wow! About oh, one knows, we're not sure. Probably personal things. And if you listen to his performance, and it's fucking brilliant performance, but you can hear the cracks and you can hear the him really pushing through it. But it is still a magnificent watch to know that Freddie tried to repair his voice in a day to put on this performance. Wow! And that was the kind of showman he was. Mm. Yeah. Um. So that that was probably down part, but he didn't turn Freddie into a fucking diva. <laughs> That's not the Freddy that I know, and that left a very much bitter uh, taste in my mouth because we know Freddy to be this person who looked at Queen as his, as his family. It, it, that was his family. So to have him go, you're not my family! I was like, what, what about, um, I don't know if fans would know this. Uh, that's why I'm asking. Uh, the family dynamic, was that. Fairly accurate, or was that some goodness gracious me bullshit? Uh, that one I'm not too familiar with. I mean, we can make assumptions hmm. at I the mean, time. Because that's the thing, because it's also a very unique heritage. Yeah. Zoroastra. Yeah. Like, that's some old, ancient, ancient religion stuff. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like... Do, Putting your body on spikes and getting do, it pecked up by vulture stuff. Do the Asian rules apply, or is this different? What was this dynamic like? Because it was kind of like, you're no son of mine. <laughs> and, and then you are my son <laughs> it's a you very know? I think it was more it's a heartwarming thing I don't know how it played out in real life but I know mm. that feels very stereotypical movies like okay mm. the dad especially, hates him and then, yeah especially like the co- kind of coming out to the parents in 1985 yeah. holy shit he's my friend I'm, I was also like reaching for the hat mm. you do that first meeting wow yeah, I know Freddie you're bald but I yeah bold bold <laughs> not bald he's, he's not bold he's not bold <laughs> bold because yeah. that scene, yeah, like I'm bringing the goodness gracious me because that scene was one step away from being a goodness gracious me <laughs> sketch, which I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, good friends. No, 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 no. We we live to it. Oh yes, flatmates. Yes. <laughs> no, no. He's my lover. Why couldn't you find a good Indian boy? <laughs> but yeah, uh, they did record Bohemian Rhapsody in this farmhouse. Which is still around. I would love to record in a fucking farmhouse. It's, it sounds dope. It's still around. There was a BBC documentary called The Story of Bohemian Rhapsody and Roger and Brian went back to the house. Recording equipment, everything is still there, still playable. They played a bit. And I'm like, phew. See, that's one thing I love about bands of that era. Like, you had them. They recorded in a house. Fucking Led Zeppelin recorded Zeppelin 4 in this old, like, stately home. Mm-hmm. Which they can still, you can still visit now. Mm. Yeah. Right? Uh, fucking Stones recorded in... <laughs> They actually like went to record in some island somewhere, 
Oh, oh yeah, I think I know about this. Yeah, yeah. Tax breaks. Yeah. Because <laughs> they owe so much fucking tax. And they're like, oh, I don't recording it. <laughs> but I like how they, you know, and as opposed to now where the equipment's so much, because they used to have to bring a truck to fucking yes. record all this. And now the re- equipment's so much smaller and everyone's doing it in the bedrooms. Yeah, I mean, if we can record this podcast here. We could go anywhere. You, you recorded a whole album in your house. Yeah. In this I've, very room. Dude, I've recorded three albums in this house. Ah, exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's. But it's like, why aren't we recording it like Hard Rock Penang or some shit? Oh, that would be awesome though. Do you really want to record in Hard Rock Penang? Mm. After going there? No. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, huh? Bit pricey for what you get. I'm uh, sorry, Hard Rock, but... Um, Hard Rock in Singapore does look dope, though. Although you guys have very great stuff. It's just, um, yeah, it, some things did not live up to expectations, the New Year's party being one of them. Aww. Um, yeah. It's weird. Hard Rock, Hard Rock Penang, the hotel, and Hard Rock Cafe, which is right next to it, mm-hmm. completely and- different management. But because huh? you you notice it because Hard Rock Cafe's band is fucking banging, and then Hard Rock Hotel is like what Ooh. jazz band. When a DJ a- doesn't know how to crossface, <laughs> oh wow! To the yeah, it wasn't the best New Year's party. Uh, but yeah, anyway, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. Well, you know, if you really want a nice place to record, wait till PTO gets this. His, his studio farm, farm. Studio? his yeah. farm studio up and running, bitch. Like, ooh, his farm in Janda Bike. I yeah. still have to visit that place one day. It's really expensive to have lunch there. Okay, Freddie, Rami. Oof, Rami's performance. Oof. Although physically, he is shorter, short, smaller, right? Yes. yes, yes. I was just thinking about, I was like, was he really that small compared nope. to Brian? No. no, 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 no. He was a bit more bulkier right? a, and. Have, yeah, but, I, and you know, Rami Malik is that size. Yeah. But, I mean, he studied Freddie down to a mm. T. Mm. Mm. Yep. His performance after a while, once once the moustache comes on, you totally lose yourself in like, oh, yeah. this is freaking The moustache and the fucking, uh, the aviators. Oh. And I was like, oh shit, it's Freddie Mercury, son. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> yes, Romy Malik. Yes, come through, come through. Yeah. Uh, his performance is just... Okay, um, did he really leak Bohemian Rhapsody before it came out as a single? Who? Remember that scene oh, was some I think oh. so. station? I think so because with a very like, clearly gay a fellow gay yeah. radio DJ. Yeah. There's no gays in this movie, says the government. Harumph. I was so I was you know there were like these early rumors that Bohemian Rhapsody would not even touch about Freddie's I was, homosexuality. Yeah. I was like, uh, how can you make a movie about Freddie Mercury and not talk about homosexuality? Are that's you a insane? Huge Alhamdulillah, it happened. Like yeah. they included it. It's I'm just, like, they cut it out here. Here, here, je, come Malaysia, je, it's okay. Uh, the rest of the world uh, knows. But yeah, um, what, what are you saying? Yeah, the leak. The, oh, to yeah, me, it's like, wait. So before the internet. Freddie was leaking like on tracks. pirate radio he's basically like he did the equivalent of uploading to SoundCloud before yeah. <laughs> I was like oh shit son but sometimes this is an empire s- uh, scene this is sometimes some shit you have to do to like get your music played at that time six minutes mm-hmm. just because it was six minutes long if your yeah. wife thinks six minutes is too long that's oh, a brilliant line Brilliant. Oh, lines, the lines. Some of the lines were, oh, amazing. Yeah. Oh, but I really, really love, as a Queen fan, I really freaking love this movie. Enough to watch it twice and possibly three times. One thing I do appreciate, even though a lot of stuff, like you said, was fictionalized, 
they captured the feeling of fighting in a band very mm. well. Mm. You know? Mm. Because when I watch biopics, like a lot of times... You like, try to make it really nice? No, it's or, more of like, like, for example, the Doors one. It's obvious that everyone wants to know about Jim Morrison. Yeah. You know, like the other characters get touched on very little. So you don't really see a band dynamic, mm. you know? And that happens with a lot of movies, with biopics, because, yeah, obviously. And even with this, come on, it's Freddie fucking Mercury. Yeah. That's He's a huge character. One. But at the same time, just just the argument about that song about the fucking bike. No, no, the, no, car, the car. car. I'm in love with my car. Like, which to is me, bizarrely odd. I'm like, my God, this fucking conversation right here. Mm. Not the coffee pot. <laughs> oh, that was, that was the best part. Not the coffee, anything but the coffee pot. They captured the dynamic of working together. Like, even when they're recording Bohemian Rhapsody, is like, higher, higher. Hi. And fucking them having an argument and the bass is just like, fucking hell, just starts playing a riff. Oh, that was brilliant. Yeah. All these little dun, dun, things which dun. I really, really liked. Because, you know? because especially since you, you, you've had bands before and you can, you, you identify with yeah, that, Yeah, it's something you? that, you know, like you don't, it's weird. There have been a lot of movies made by bands, but they're not really about bands. Yeah, they're, they're more about, about the singer. A singular artist. Like the last movie that I can think of where it felt like, oh, this is about the band mm-hmm. that I could react to was maybe That Thing You Do. I was, gonna, oh, I was just thinking shit. about that. Yes. I was just thinking you know, about like, that. You know all of those guys. Yeah. They all have a fully rounded character. Mm, and yes. I didn't realize, um, what do you call it? The version that I have on my Plex um, is, I didn't even know that it existed. There's a director's cut of that thing you do. What? Oh yeah, like, I've got the director's cut on, on my hard, uh, hard drive as well. Like Charlize Theron had a ton more scenes. Yeah. There were so many more scenes and I was like, and it's weird, like the editor needs like I get how you can cut these scenes out to make it more streamlined for the cinema. But it also makes you go, holy shit, there was a much bigger script involved. Yeah. Whole I much... wanna watch the director's cut. It's yeah. it's a, it, like it doesn't make it better or worse. It just, it just improves adds, like, a whole adds lot more. Another dimension. Mm. Yeah. That's what director's cuts should do. Although complete sidetrack, but you know, even with the cinema cut. That's how much of a presence Charlize Theron has when 90% of her scenes are cut and people are like, who's that blonde girl? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Charlize Theron. 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 South Africa. Bit, bit. But speaking no, of the I, w- I was gonna, I w- and I was like, no, no, I'm gonna stop myself. I'm gonna stop myself right there. Well done. You're black. <laughs> Speaking of director's cut, um, Rami Malik has said that the whole live age sequence, all 22 minutes of it, was filmed. Woo! Whether we're going to get that on the DVD release, oh, I please. Come on. Please we have to. That. We should. Because after we saw the side by side, which later you've got to see. A part of me just feels identical. like, could you just put it on YouTube? Like the full concert, just put it on YouTube? I'm sure somebody would. No, no, I mean, like, if Fox officially puts it on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Because it's unbelievable how close Rami got to the movements. It's, it's fucking ridiculous. Over 1,500 hours of watching Freddie Mercury. Mm. Live Aid, alone. Live Aid. Because I think I understand, because that was the first scene. If, it was, if this didn't work, the movie yeah. didn't happen. Or, or they have to find somebody else who... <laughs> Who else you would find? I don't but know. Why don't you go back what? to Sacha Baron again? Well, he wanted to take it a whole different route. Mm. 
No. Fincher was involved in the script, in the he, directing as well. So can you, know, you imagine? You know, maybe they could find Naveen. Naveen. Ray and Naveen. To no. play Freddy? No. 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 no, but um, it was quite funny to see the first time we saw the, te- the footage of Live Aid when they were filming it. Mm. And it was just this stage in a hangar. <laughs> like a runway. And we're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it looked fucking <laughs> weird. The power of CGI. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's why I've got tracking but, green on my USB port. <laughs> Random. But this movie was... I, I don't know. I, I, Like I said, I freaking love this film. The portrayal of the characters was amazing. I have no mm. issues with that. The only issue I have with the story. Mm. that Did you need to make that many creative decisions? Creative liberties. Yeah. Do you know how much of it was singers and how much was the other? Oh, I think any time that you heard Rami, that it sounded like something's kind of Rami's mouth. Like the happy birthday to you, the warming up in the bathroom, um, the singing, trying to get the audition with smile. That was a combination of Rami's. No, no, I mean no, no, directing. No, no, I mean, ha- directing, directing. Oh, Brian sorry. Singer. Oh, Brian Singer. Wow. Oh. Sorry, I I, wow. I didn't sing it. No, okay. So Brian Singer. I'm not sure, but I mean, I feel bad for Dex. Yeah, because he's not credited. He's not credited. Which is weird. And the, the guy... But the, like, everybody knows. And he was developing this project fucking five years ago. Yeah. This is almost like his baby. And I don't know how much, how many percentage, I would say half of it. So I don't feel why he doesn't get uh, yeah. co-directing. It's, I mean, right. from from the interview that... that um, The phone interview that Uma did with Rami, it sounded like that Dex came in halfway through. Yeah. So, wow. yeah. Yeah, and so please listen to BFM Podcast um, yeah. at the movies with uh, for a one-on-one interview with Rami Ma. Much yes. more informative. Much yes. more informative. As compared facts to what un- we're doing. Yes, which is riffing off. Yes. But Dexter was also the director of Rocket Man. Another biopic that's coming out next year, which that, is, that, that, that which, apparently is not based on real life, but which is making me very confused because it's a, if, it's, it's uh, a fantasy. Dexter Fletcher can go, hey, it's Freddy's story, let's have Freddy's voice. Why are you doing an Elton John story without Elton's voice? Voice. Elton John's voice. Yeah, Elton John's voice. Elton Joyce. Elton Joyce. <laughs> I mean, Joyce. I mean, Taron, Taron Egerton, like Taron yeah, Egerton, I, right? He he looks. He's got a good he's, voice. He's got the looks down, but the voice. But is, the voice is just you expect Elton. It's an Elton film. I find it weird how all these Welsh actors make it in Hollywood. Hey. Welsh, and they all come from that one weird town. Oh, do they? The heat. Uh, the heat. Yeah, the Lendow, the go go go. Really? Do they all come from no, there? Taron, 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 from come, there. Taron comes from some kampung ass place. Anthony no. Hopkins doesn't come from there. Does he not? Because Taron the comes from there. The one that Anthony Hopkins pronounced was shorter. <laughs> well, it does. I, I can't say which syllables were used, but it was a shorter name. Hopkins. And Anthony um, Hopkins. Catherine Zeta Jones. It's South African, so. No. no, she's Welsh. Welsh. Charlie Tron is which South doesn't African. make sense to me because who did you ask me to, to Google the Welsh? I Hopkins. I got lost in the names. What? What was that? Who else is Welsh? Fucking Piers Brosnan's Welsh. Wait, Piers Brosnan is Welsh. Well, wait, Irish or Welsh? I thought he's Irish. Wait, one of the Bonds is Welsh. Timothy Dalton? Maybe Timothy Dalton. What? Yes. Oh, no, Hopkins is from Margam. Margam Top, but I don't know. Port Talbot. I don't know. Don't, don't, Wales. don't. I can't pronounce the Welsh. Don't, don't try. It's, it's, it's you too will, Welsh. You will break you. In. It's too Welsh. 
Oh, why? Why Tyrone Egerton is from that land? He's Bradley. Irish. Littlefinger's Irish. That one I know. We're just all wondering if they're all from the same town. <laughs> Aidan Gillen is an Irish actor. Yeah. That's not even an Irish accent. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> Wait, you're convinced that all these Welsh actors and made in Hollywood <laughs> all, all from the same came place. from... If I'm not mistaken, John Lee Miller's... Wait. I think John Lee Miller's Welsh. No. I actually did this once. I typed in Welsh actors. Yeah, this... This one, he's from this Gogogoch. Oh, I don't know how to pronounce. No, and you, no, and you know what? That is actually a marketing ploy. What? That his name is really long. Yes, yes, it is. No, no, because no, I, I just watched this a mini documentary about that town, and it's actually just like a description of all these places in that town. Naomi Watts is from this town. Okay, I thought she was Jonathan Australian. Lee Miller. Jonathan Lee Miller is an English-American actor. He's English. So why don't you just do the Googles? But here's the Welshies. The Welshies. Yon Grufford. Well, obviously. Yeah. Reese Farts, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) Just look at the names. Catherine Zeta-Jones, which boggles my mind. Because she looks... She looks... Dude, Sofia Vergara thought she was fucking Spanish. Yeah. Yeah, actually. (laughs) Does she have any Latin blood in her? No. No? That's about Zeta? Niet. Ewan Ryan, obviously. obviously. Jonathan Price. Uh, uh, doesn't fucking, sound it. Jonathan Price is Welsh. Anthony Hopkins is Welsh. Erin uh, Rich. Oh, who? Uh, Got Gotham. Oh, God. She's Welsh as well. A lot of Welsh people. Welsh. Because the Welsh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a bit sad that Doctor Who's no longer set in Wales. Is it not? No, in Sheffield. <laughs> As in but, like, I mean, no, but to, to, no, but no, I, no, but it's it's Lucifer's it's, Welsh as well. <laughs> no, but it's still, it's still BBC Camry. Yeah, no, so I'm saying like the story. Remember how it was oh, always right. in Wales? Christian Bale, Welsh. No, 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 no. Torchwood Torch? is not set. No, but Torchwood Torch Torch is, is set in, in Cardiff, Wales, and they spent some time in Cardiff. Dr. While Eccleston had that wonderful line, "I don't want to die in a jail cell in no. Cardiff." No, 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 no. <laughs> but Doctor Who is set in London. I mean, well, I mean... Doctor Who is set in the universe. <laughs> true, true. I mean, you know, but I'm like... But it's like... I like it's shot by Kamui. I still like how they reference Cardiff. That's all I... Okay. The riff. Anyway, yes. But, no. Bohemian Rhapsody. Doctor Who is not shot in South Africa. And India. Uh, did they shoot the Indians? I, all no, over the world. No, I don't think they shot the, the Punjab scene. I haven't seen the Punjab one yet. Okay. Oh, it's good. Um, it's, it's good. I've heard many... Hey, John, Doctor Who, Kanta, Kampola, film. But do they grow wheat in India? Why were not? they doing wheat? Or do people do? There was wheat. Oh, yeah, yeah. There were wheat fields, which wheat. my boyfriend was like, rice, ma? And I'm like, <laughs> it's paddy fields. Here. Oh. Anyway, back to Queen. Yeah, it's back to Queen. Mm. Um, okay. From somebody who has no history of Queen, did you believe all of that? Well, you told me already, lah, going no, no, in but, halfway. But. But, no, but I didn't tell you what. You said somewhere in the second act, and I'm like, it's just a second act. Okay, you know what? I've got one, like, I've got one thing about the movie. What? It seemed pretty long to me. There really? were bits. There were bits that were a bit like... The middle does drag a bit. I'm like, this is a bit draggy. It's like, are we in the second act? I'm like, are we, this is act, I don't know what act this is, because it's so long. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It felt a bit long to me. Oh. Okay. For a Queen fan, I was just like, oh, every song, I was like, oh. Okay, but is it believable? Um, uh, yes, I yeah. think so. So if you had, if I hadn't told you that you knew absolutely nothing about Queen, you would believe that that was how Queen's story was like. 
probably. Okay. Because I mean, the whole the whole notion, the whole notion of like, oh, lead singer going solo, that's a trope that everybody uses. It's, yeah, it's that's such a, a thing. It's and a it's trope. quite sad that they used it. In there this were a lot of true. tropes that now that you've said that they weren't true, just feels weird to put in. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, I get you need to pump up drama, but. And it makes me question, mm. like, what was Brian and Roger's vision of this film? Did they want to alter? Because they were executive producers. They were there every step of the way. So they would have made some decision to go, hey, okay, let's do it like this. No, but then I would totally have seen that they would have got, like, they would have no, gone, we're musicians, but you guys are film people. And so we you know, someone would it. be like, you know, you know someone, look, Brian, you have to understand, we need a save the cat moment. Fucking save the cat. <laughs> But um, one thing that, like you said, I was very appreciative. It felt like the band was really included. It was a film. Mm. It, it, as much even as the bassist had something to yeah, do. <laughs> as much as it was being sold as a Freddie film, which I found really weird because Brian and Roger kept saying this is a Queen film, and even Rami said a few times, "This isn't a Freddie film. It's a Queen film." Even though the poster says has Freddie on it, has a quote by Freddie on it, it's a Queen film. It's but it's very much a very Freddy centric story. Yes, but to say that there's also bits about Queen. We do find out backstories a yeah. little bit on Roger Brian. We know that John Deacon is an electrical engineer. Well, but that's the thing. It's you know people just get wrapped up in the fucking lead vocalist because mm. that is the story that a yeah. lot of people are there to see. Unless you're a Queen fan and you're also like, I want to know about Brian and Roger and Deacon too. Yeah. I mean, it's nice that at least they didn't go with the trope of we're just going to concentrate on the lead vocalist and guitarist. Because that, that's also a common trope because, you know, those are the two you usually notice. Yeah. You know, so the fact that... Everyone you know, got equal screen time. Yeah, yeah, that we can think about the bassist, we can think about the drummer. Yeah. It's kind of cool. But the music in this film, as a fan, I had chills on me every time mm. a, a music sequence came up. I was like... Oh my god! Especially was, the especially live it. I, mean, I was I, reading an article about the editor. Mm. The editor of that movie is one of the few. I'm I'm not sure if he's the only one, but he's definitely one of the few in Hollywood that edits and scores. Oh, oh. so it's a musically trained editor. Oh, which I think gives you a big advantage for sh- you know editing stuff like yes. this. Because the article like in that interim between singer out and finding the other director. Like, he just concentrated on editing Live Aid. Like, that's the first sequence yeah. he edited. Because yeah. to him, it's like, if this scene doesn't work, it's the, the whole movie doesn't, doesn't work. work. Yep. So we have to make this scene work Mm-mm-mm. above all else. And yes, he made it work. Mm. He really made it work. The, oh, the sequences, I just... Even in the studios, when I hear the songs, it just... And I fucking knew. I fucking knew that listening to the... I, saw, I listened to the soundtrack first mm. to find out the songs. <laughs> and then... Who wants to live forever? Yeah. I was like, this is going to be the moment, most likely, that he's going to find out about AIDS or some shit, because this is what they're going to play. And sure enough... Of course. <laughs> in the most empty-looking hospital you can find in Britain... Except for one kid going... Ew. Oh, but speaking speaking of that... And it's a really beautiful... It's a really beautiful NHS hospital, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. The AO sequence at... Um, Live Aid Mm. I am not ashamed to say I joined in I didn't care Who was with me Who cares I joined in Because that moment to me I've always Been in awe of this AO Mm. sequence Because the first time I ever saw it I have never seen One man Control a crowd With just his voice 
And so that scene to me has always been iconic to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. To see it on screen was almost, even speaking of it now, is ridiculous, but I'm still getting emotional by it. It's like, oh my God, this is what it must have felt like mm. to be there with him. It's like, That's something that they really managed to capture. Like as a, you know, as a musician watching it, you kind of like, it's weird. I, I don't know about other musicians, but to me, it just kind of felt like... Je- I mean, jealousy, obviously. <laughs> you know? But more of like, this is exactly what it's like. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's this, this weird... This is the dream. Because like the few times that I have played a big stadium, right? Which is very, very few. Mm. But those few times, whenever people ask what it's like, it's very hard to describe mm. apart from it's big. <laughs> you know? Like... And it's weird because you try to explain like it's big, but it's all kind of small. Mm. And you try to explain what it's like when a crowd is really, when a crowd that big or what that experience is. And none of my experiences come close to Live Aid at all. Right? I'll say that right off the bat. Yeah. You know? But watching it is like, yep, they fucking figured it out. Yeah. Like, because mm-hmm. it's, it's not an easy thing to film. You know, it's it's how like, do you capture oh, that? How yeah. do you yes. capture and it's Wembley Stadium, Stadium yes. Yes. the entire Wembley Stadium and singing along to real. you? Mm, it's like when you know boxing movies. Up until a certain point, boxing movies were always shot like when you watched it on TV from outside the ring, mm. and then when Rocky goes inside the ring ah. and Raging Bull goes inside the ring, suddenly everyone goes, "Holy shit! This is what it not only feels like watching it." But being there. Yeah. Because when you're at a live performance of anything, even though you're watching, you because are, it's, you know, physically yeah. live, you kind of feel like you're there as well. Yeah. So, fuck me. They got it right. They got it really like, on point. You have to... That sequence has to be that good for you to get rid of all the bad taste in yeah. second. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 You know what I mean? Maybe that was the point. Let's give you this drama, but we will make the fuck out of it for this third act. And I think... I'm sorry, but... If you would, I want to tell everyone just to go and see it for the third act in the cinema. Hmm. Because Although, do you think if you watch the third act, if you just walked into the third act, uh-huh. right? So you're still watching the cinema, but you just walk in without the first yeah. and second act. Yeah. Do you think the effect will still be the same? Do you think you need the journey okay. to me to feels the feels to me as a fan? Which, by the way, as well, that trope of. We're going to open with Live Aid and then go back. Yeah. Which just <laughs> straight away, me and Eva went, walk hard. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to think about his whole life now. <laughs> you know? What are you going to say? To me, as a Queen fan, I wouldn't need that journey because I think, to me, I know that journey. Mm. This Live Aid concert, I as would be... As a Queen be, fan, though. Yeah, as a Queen fan. This Live Aid concert, if they screened it in front of me, I'm like, holy shit, I would already be in that moment. How about you? But again, I'm going to preface, preface this by saying, as a performer, mm. like I was fully expecting them to open with Live Aid. Really? Like, you know, because the first thing you see is oh. Freddie getting ready for Live Aid, right? Oh, no. Yeah, but I, then what will your ending be? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I actually, I actually felt that... He ending, has to think about his whole life. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but like, no, like, so it's the same. Like, I would totally be able to get it. Mm. Like, like, get into the whole Live 8 performance yeah. without maybe perhaps... But then because I'm also a performer, so I know what it would be like yeah. Actually, you know what? That. Cinemas, here's a little tip for you. You want to make some extra loot on Bohemian Rhapsody and not have all this censorship shit? Do yourself a favor. 
get the full live aid concert yeah. that they have right and then just do screenings of that sing along screenings of that oh, no, no, no. sing along screenings of movies period but if you just have that concert it's only half an hour yeah you'll be able to get so many fucking slots in yeah you guarantee know? people uh, we know you're gonna fill up the first half hour with fucking ads anyway <laughs> so as we go through all these oppo ads and fucking uh brickfields asia college and then we watch the fucking thing <laughs> and you make some going. Yes, oh, my oh my god his graphics are cheap ah, as I, I i will admit i i videoed the limcott wing ad whilst i was in the cinema because oh, i can't yeah. find it on youtube anywhere and it's been so hard to explain how shit the ad is. As a person who studied there for two years, whose priority in this university is look like, look how it, it, a technological advanced we are in our animations Who's and shit. Was that ad made in 1998? Exactly. Like, what the fuck, for somebody, for a school that's trying to promote no, their digital the future, creations. I'm like, this it is has like, Babylon 5 graphics. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't even Babylon 5 graphics. I don't even know what this is. This is like Babylon 5 prelim. That is why I it dropped out. It wasn't even a release. Oh, fucking Lim Kwok Wing. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, so we're talking about as it feels for a musician. Star Trek original series graphics. <laughs> Voila. <laughs> no, those hey, are no, better because no. they use puppets. Exactly. <laughs> At least those are practical. It's too practical tau. If TGV just did that, I guarantee you, Fab, I would watch this film time and time and time again for that live aid sequence. If they sold alcohol in the cinema as well, my God, you guys would make a killing. Oh, fuck, yeah. In fact, no, tell you imagine what. imagine the smell, Kai. And the mess. Still, okay, tell you what. I'm going to put this out there. To anyone who's listening, all seven of you. Um, and that seven, seven that's includes gracious. me. Okay. And you two. When the episode goes up. Because I know we all listen to it. Oh, look at my voice. But if anyone out there can make this happen, we would love to host it. Yes, what? please. Get us legally the full set, and we will set up a sing along yes. screening. Yes. The full set, the full queen set, do you yes. mean? The full queen set of As live performed and by yeah. the one that Rami Malik is talking about. Yes. By the late, f- oh, the Rami Malik version. Yes. Okay. Yes. The one that he just said today, I think. The news and broke. if anyone else out there, if, if the person who's listening goes, I should do this myself, fuck these guys. I get it, um, but can we get free tickets? Yes. <laughs> we, don't, we, don't, we don't mind. You can yes. take, take the idea and run with it, but just yeah. invite us along. Yes, please, yes, 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 please, invite we us would along, love please. to fucking you. see that. Either invite us, do it yourself and invite us, or just give us the way to do it, and fuck yeah, let's do it. Yes. 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 Oh, oh, that's an experience, I think. That, uh, that is one of the most right, historic imagine, music like, moments. renting out like a club. And playing that, like oh. you get a big screen projector and play oh, it in a fuck. club. In a giant screen, like we're there. Oh shit! Twilight action goes. Ha- Twilight mm. action reunion is happening on the twenty fourth of November. You'll meet so many beautiful gay guys. It's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, but oh, that's another gripe I had with the film. Why right. all the gay guys in the no, club were all no, 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 no. Okay, one so beautiful you know, enough. There's one sequence where he's at the this trucker stop. Oh, the truck. <laughs> And he calls Mary and he says, I love you forever. I love you too. And then this guy looks at him and he goes into the bathroom and Freddie's like, ooh, 
Don't you fucking dare tell me that's how he first discovered his attraction to men. Fuck Yes, because that off. was the first shot of yeah. him going, ooh, ooh man. man, yes. fuck off. That is not how it happened. See, no, no, if you're sensible. No, that's not what he's thinking. He was thinking, that's a nice mustache. <laughs> One day, <laughs> no, I no, should no. have a mustache. No, no, no. That, then he gets a mustache no. soon after. No, no, no. He was like, oh, so that's the men's bathroom. Oh, okay. <laughs> Later, I go there. <laughs> Let's not give LPF ideas, please. <laughs> Yeah, that was a dumb scene. It was. <laughs> like, it's like, ooh, he's handsome. I'm gay now. Fuck, no. Actually, the trucker wasn't that handsome. Yeah. Um, he was a bit of a. I mean, no, okay, you know what? Yeah, like, there wasn't was, much build up to the gayness. He was a bit of a. I but mean, you know what? He was Freddy a bit of a bear, have, but it's yeah. fine. No, Freddie did. I, look at Jim, look at Paul. Out. He did have a bit of a flair for, for, for bears. So, big guys. Flair yeah. for bears. Flair for bears. <laughs> Paul wasn't really a bear. Paul was a fucking bitch. Paul was a pussy. Paul dragged him on a metaphorical down because I highly doubt that this really fucking happened. I think Queen fans can attest to that, that yeah, it was a bit dramatic, but not this fucking dramatic. Uh, see, that the, the, the important what? line that was cut out. I think I'm bisexual. Oh, yes. Oh, that no, was... Freddy. Oh, my God. That okay. actually was a very huge deal because he didn't say that he was gay. gay. He said he was bisexual. bisexual. And, and when Mary said... Pityingly. Just say it. Just say it. You're gay. That's not bisexual. You're, You're gay. gay. So, you see, at that point, Freddie is still... By the way he says bisexual means he's still very much still coming to terms with mm. what is going on. Mm. And that doesn't come across at all in the film mm. because people think that he just said I'm gay and then that's it mm. exactly I mean that, that's what I thought I mean yeah, yeah until I told you that no, it's no, bisexual no I, I read oh, you, oh I didn't tell you oh, no okay, you sorry. didn't tell me sorry it's okay <laughs> it's okay <laughs> but yeah I feel that moment was a bit uh, uh, because that adds so much more dimension to his yes, character yes yes see how much two words can change a whole thing actually it's just any line that had the word gay yes they didn't Hello, when he said he was coming out to the boys, I've got it. Yeah. What? And then suddenly all their faces change. And it's like, he said it. He hey, said, I have even, AIDS. Even when, um, what do you call it? Mary brings over like, uh, what do you call it? The, the husband. The yeah. new boyfriend. Yeah. What do you call it? Freddie asks the band what they think of David. Brian May. He's all right. Freddie remarks, I think he's gay. Oh, no. that was his line. Yes. I, okay, I don't understand why they censored that he had AIDS. Yeah, no, I no, no. Why? Why is is AIDS a ta- why is AIDS a taboo? Because exactly. then that means he's gay. Uh, Junkies have AIDS. And then the ending credits also stated there was supposed to be a slide that yeah. states that Freddie and Jim lived the rest of their lives, lives together. together. That was removed. Really? Yes. yes. Fuck. Yes. Because yeah, Jim did live the rest of his life with Freddie, even after he died. Yeah. He was still there. Yeah. You must never know that. Mm. You must never know he's no, no. gay. No, no, no. They're just, just friends. Just Kawan, Kawan, yeah. Housemates. Housemates. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Housemates. housemates. Lifelong housemates. When he has a big party, dressed up in a crown, <laughs> topless, he's just happy. Yeah, very happy. Mm. Very happy. Happy and And he gay. likes to go to clubs where people just like to dress up like they're in the Matrix. <laughs> Or they're or they're the police. No, the police. No, wait, what? <laughs> the police, yes, right? No, the band, the, the band or the actual the band. police. Okay, <laughs> the I'm band. Like, wow. What new sexy police uniform is this? Uh, yeah, it's it's this weird conflict of like, my god, this editing. 
the censorship is fucking pissing me off. Yeah. As a fan, you have the oh fucking hell, this never happened. Yeah, it's it's so it's a testament to the filmmakers that the concert at the end was fucking, really all we it needed. just makes you forgive all of it, which yeah. is nuts. Yeah. In a way, it's kind of like an album. <laughs> it's got a. Uh, then Mom again, did it have a banger opening? Not what, really. The movie. No. Not really. No, not really. No, it's it just got it, an awesome ending. So it's not like an album. The first song was. Oh, I can't remember what the first. The first song was a smile song. Yeah, first song was a smile song mm. before they even got into the band. Um, Marvin Allen said this, which is tissue. What? 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 I hear things. Buzz. Is it? Okay, whatever. Okay. Um, didn't mention this. This is how he felt at the film. Oh, it's montage, 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 montage. Serious moment, serious moment. Montage, montage. Big concert. Yeah. Because he felt like it was going through their greatest hits. Mm-hmm. Which it kind of is. Songs. Yeah. I By the way, another one, Bites the Dust, was never made like that. There wasn't this like, I hate you, I hate you, oh, I want to make a club here. Nope, none See, of that's the problem with these biopics is that when they have that long, bigger career, it's fitting it all in. everything in. You know, like, actually any biopic of someone with a really long career is tough. That's why I kind of like, like that movie I mentioned, Backbeat, because mm. the career hasn't even started. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you just concentrate on like this, what, what essentially is maybe less than two years. Mm. So you, you can just concentrate on character. Yeah. But fucking he joined, they started the band when? Queen. Yeah. Mr. Fanboy. 60. You should have this in no, your brain. Wait, I'm going to Google this. Uh, and tonight on Jeopardy, the first question is. Fuck off. This is the year that Queen was formed. 1970. No, no this is 1970. And the question is. What is 1970? Yeah. No. What is <laughs> yeah, no, they they formed in 1970. 1970. 1970. 1970. I can't think of Jeopardy without thinking of Will Ferrell now. I just. Oh my god! His Sean Connery, 400. What is? <laughs> I love the Sean Connery. What is the sound a doggy makes? <laughs> What? Sean Connery would just go on like... And he'd just be like... What was it? Moo. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? No, is that is not a sound a doggy makes. It's the sound your wife made last <laughs> yes, night. Yes, yes. <laughs> what is this? It's Saturday Night Live. Okay, okay. It's okay. fucking brilliant. It's fucking brilliant. Another one was... Uh, no McDonald playing... No McDonald playing Burt Reynolds. With yeah. the giant cowboy hat. My name's Ted Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what are we talking about? Uh, Queen? Oh, Wait, yeah. Yeah, so 1970 70. to 80. That's 15 years, man. Yeah. It's only 15 years. But yeah, but that's a. They did a lot of shit yeah. in 15 years. And they did. And Freddie was a baggage handler in Heathrow. That was nice. He, on his birthday, I think this year, a bunch yeah, of. Yeah, they did the, the British the, Airways. Yeah. The, the oh, Heathrow baggage handlers. Oh. They all danced to Freddie and dressed as Freddie. Oh. It was so adorable. Nah. Uh so yes, final verdict on the movie. I would watch it again and again and again and again. From beginning to end. From beginning to end. Wow. Yeah. Even with all the inconsistencies. Even with all the inconsistencies. Hmm. You, madam? It was a nice ride. <laughs> I mean, okay. I mean, it's, 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 it's a nicely made movie, I guess. For <laughs> me, it's one of those movies that I would definitely rewatch again just to watch bits. Hmm. Yeah. Because it's weird. I... 
I do like watching movies about creators when they show the creative process. Mm. So something like that, like just watching their recording sessions, watching them perform, it's yeah. fun for me. Yeah. You know, um, it's one of the reasons why I stopped watching Mad Men. Because oh. I thought it would be about them coming out with advertising. And after a while, I was like, oh, this is just about fucking. <laughs> I'm tuning out. <laughs> As we find out. Yes. But yeah, so is it still showing? Yes, it, yes is. it is. Yes, it is. By it's the time doing. this episode comes out, by the ep- time this episode comes out, it will still be showing because I think it's only been out like a week. And if it's not showing in your know. area, it'll probably be showing in Wangsa Walk. <laughs> so please do yourself a favor, watch it for the third act. You will not be disappointed. I guarantee that. Mm. I would like to meet. So- I would like to yes, meet someone who who's like that best la, ending. Hello. I'm curious to see if there's anyone that exists like that. If you know somebody, please let us know. Yes. Yeah, please, because I cannot imagine somebody saying that about the Live Aid concert. Mm-hmm. Uh, true. I bet you some music snobs that like, he was a bit flat. It was a live concert, bro. It's funny when you meet people like like those people exist. I remember this guitar store in, near my boarding school, mm-hmm. and the guy had been a roadie for bands like back in the day. He was like, "Yeah, I saw Jimi Hendrix." Fuck is out of tune. I'm like, wow, you are so jaded. <laughs> one more inconsistency I need to point out. One more, no, it's it's major. This one, if you're going to watch the film, they never reunited for Live Aid. They were all still together. They had. You already still, made that point yeah, when you said they never broke they up. They never broke up. No, no, I'm saying because in case people wonder if that scene actually happened, like they hadn't played for a while and they were rusty and got no none of that they were still playing and then they did live aid there was no like oh god last minute we managed to put you in the roster yeah there was no like oh god we haven't played in so long what there if was we like lost paul, it there was like paul not paul not putting uh, miami's calls through to yeah, freddy none, none of that let's put it this way them, if him. you've seen walk hard the dewey cox story <laughs> you know the plot of this movie <laughs> the only thing lacking is deke's not going and you never once paid for drugs. <laughs> Not once. Oh, yes. None of that happens. But pretty much the same plot <laughs> happens. You're not my son. <laughs> uh, big diva moment. Band breaks up. Band get back together for a big concert. And then right at the beginning, let me tell you my story. A medical scene. Medical yes. Se- oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Was there a jail scene? Mm, no. Freddie never went to jail. No. Okay, so nobody the, went so, to jail. So in that all film. the tropes, most of the tropes. Because <laughs> you know, at some point, you gotta go to jail. <laughs> at some point, he did take the drugs. He did take the drugs. Though. He did yes, take, he the did drugs. take the drugs. Yes. Um, yeah. Illicit behaviors in toilets. <laughs> oh, one, another part that I love <laughs> is is when they were playing at the BBC Top of the Pops. <laughs> I love, love how the BBC. <laughs> I love how they address the fact that you couldn't play live on the BBC. <laughs> oh, that was, that was awkward. That. And then when you hear the stuff without the playback, tick, 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 yeah. <laughs> The first time I realized that was when Nirvana was on top of the pops. Because they really did not, they didn't know until they got there. Like Queen. Like, I think a lot of bands just realize it when they get there. Yeah. And the, because the rule is apparently. By the time Nirvana was there, they loosened up a bit, but the rule was still, if it's your first single, your first performance on Top of the Pops, you do not play live. Why? But your microphone, you can sing, but it's a backing track for the band, but the band is supposed to perform. So if you ever want to see someone giving, really giving a middle finger to Top of the Pops, 
look up Nirvana's performance on Top of the Pops because they're there for Smells Like Teen Spirit. Kurt Cobain sings it one octave lower and changes oh, the Oh, I think I've, I've seen this. Yeah. Dave Grohl is just waving his hands <laughs> oh my while God. the drum beat is playing. <laughs> Chris Novoselic is moving around like a madman, but he's just like, boring, macham, God knows what. And Kurt Cobain isn't even using his fingers, he's using his palm. <laughs> with this stupid grin. Yes. Top Muse, of the pops. Muse also did that at uh, some German uh, talk show. They asked him to play like, and they went all out. They changed, the singer became the drummer, the drummer became yeah. the guitarist, the guitarist became the lead singer. Oh, nice. It all sounds perfect. And it all sounds perfect. And none of them know how to play their instruments, so they're just like, <laughs> Pang, uh, what I do here and shit. Uh, but well, Queen, Queen on the props. Yeah. Queen was a class act. They still played. Mm. Still looked brilliant. Gotta make that mula. Of course, and at that time of their career, mm. they're still starting up. Yes. Uh, Freddie is another soul that we will sorely miss. I will make one admission. What? Uh, when I was younger, I wasn't really into Queen. Oh. Because I was like, this is some drama school bullshit. <laughs> well, they were. I mean, they, want, they wanted to make a rock <laughs> opera like, album. I was into yeah. punk, right? Uh, they were not punk. So None of their operatic, genres. you know, and then like... the. As a musician, I appreciate the chi- changing time signatures, but it's just like, bicycle. I <laughs> wrote a song about, I want to, to ride my, my bicycle. bicycle. And you're like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? This isn't rock and roll. What I'm in love with my car. <laughs> you know? Never letting that go, are you? One, okay, one final question I do want to ask. No, no, no. It's what? something personal. When was, the, do you remember the first time you heard Bohemian? Yes. Which was? In a sandwich shop in London. The oh, whole, From wow. beginning to end? Or like you were in the middle of We were point? eating in the sandwich shop. Ah. So this would have been 93, 94 maybe. I think it was when Bohemian... What year did he die? Because they re-released 80. the single. No, he 92, didn't. if I'm not mistaken. So they re-released the single a while after that of Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. That's why the music video was playing. Yeah. Mm. So I, uh, I was visiting my dad at his office. Probably to a sandwich shop to go have lunch. 91, sorry. 91. So it would have been 92. Um, I sat down and I'm just hearing someone going, Bismillah. <laughs> is, it, is it time to pray? What's, what's going on? And then I look up on this TV and there are these, white these guys. like top lit oh, faces, yeah. you know, saying, I'm like, but they're, they're white. What is happening? And no one's explaining it to me, but this song just keeps playing. So that is the very first memory I have before Wayne's World. Because when I saw Wayne's World, I got to... I was still surprised by this Bismillah song. <laughs> but it was playing because, you know, when they re-released it, it was playing everywhere. Yes, because it so got... You c- couldn't hide from it. Uh, Wayne's World got Bohemian Rhapsody to the number one again mm. for a third time. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Wayne's World would have been, yeah, the third time. The yes. second time was after Freddie died. And that's when I would just hear it everywhere. And it's just like, it's that weird Bismillah song. <laughs> you know? And yeah, that's the first time I heard Queen and Bohemian Rhapsody. Wow. And the other times that I hear it, I honestly thought it was children's music. Really? I thought Queen and the Beatles were children's music. Why? Oh, bloody. Oh, oh bloody. <laughs> And again, bicycle, bicycle. <laughs> like, I honestly Jesus. thought that all these, like, I was like, you know, 
to me, I'm like, okay, the Stones, the rock and roll. <laughs> Bicycle, not the, so much. The, the Beatles and Queen. I was like, this is from a children's show, right? Because it's so, you know, la 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 la. Jesus. And yeah, it took me a while to appreciate it. Was, it was weird, like, especially the moment I discovered Queen, I was listening to hip hop. Oh, okay. Mm. Like raw underground fucking hip hop. So I'm just like, what the fuck is this Bismillah operatic Mama. shit going on? But you can't hide from the how catchy the fucking music is. Of course. So after a while, you're just like, fucking this this Rhapsody song is pretty badass. <laughs> yeah. What is it about? God knows. Those. Who the fuck cares? Yep. Galileo. Bismillah. Scaramouche. What is Scaramouche? So what about you? What's your history with Bohemian? Um, I cannot remember the first time I listened to Bohemian. It actually might have been very, very much later in life. Mm-hmm. Would it have been your first Queen song, though? No. Yeah. My first Queen song is We Are Champions. Champions. Really? Yes. Because it's the ending song for Mighty Ducks 2. Is it? Yes, oh. it is. Oh. They're sitting around the campfire, and then someone starts ah. singing We Are the Champions, and then it segues into the credits. So, yes. So, of my course, first Queen always song, a credit song is It's a good we, credit song. Yeah. Especially for the Mighty Ducks, because, you know... Go Ducks. Mm-hmm. And a, a quack, nice, quack. A Night's Tale as well with Robbie Williams. Well, Night Tale, Night's Tale also opened up with We Will Rock You. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, which is also with Robbie Williams. Which <laughs> is a bit odd. As Why? much as I love Robbie Williams, it just... Okay. I just love that scene because it was like... It sets up like, this is the world we're going to be looking at. <laughs> this is the medieval England. Yes. <laughs> you can't buy it. Fuck off. <laughs> I love a nice tale. The guitar tale. solo comes in and you're like, where's the guitarist? No, this movie's not for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but yes. Uh, yeah. Mighty Ducks. So, so, yeah, it was the end. Yeah. Like, come on. I mean, it's the, it's the ultimate like anthem, anthem for yeah, like winning yeah. fucking a championship as the Mighty Ducks. I think it's Mighty Ducks 2 when they, win, when they, when they do the, the Youth Olympics. Okay, so you heard that way before Bohemian. Way before Bohemian. The next one would probably be We Will Rock You. Mm. And I don't, yeah, Bohemian I think only came in the 2000s. To you? Yes. Really? I mean, okay, okay. okay you, you, need to th- you need to understand that when I was younger, I was very much into the Mando pop. Okay. I was, yeah, I and and pop music in general. What is that but Sakura song? What Sakura? Paru, paru, the the Sakura. Pa- para, para. Para, para. Para, para, Sakura. Please. Paru, paru. Paru, paru. What? Lungs, lungs, Sakura. <laughs> I cannot remember the para para sakura. That was that was slightly intermediate. I, I think during that period I moved on to English music, but then of course you know there was no queen at that point, so like you know, okay. or there was or there were only boy bands and emo rock, punk rock bands like Simple Plan. But Train. how did you first hear Bohemian? Um, actually, I probably first heard Bohemian at the We Will Rock You musical in London. Shit! No oh. way! Seriously, that late in the game? I would. I'm not a music person lah. Have we not established but this lah? Queen. A good boy band but, tau. Okay, a good okay. boy band. A good budak boy band. And she okay. doesn't watch much comedy so she wouldn't have watched Wayne's World. That's there we go. True. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so, quite late lah. She does do a comedy podcast though. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> is this really a comedy podcast? Well, well we don't <laughs> put it on <laughs> politics. Yeah. Unless that one episode where we, let's not go back there. And uh, I, I will say this. I really hope one thought that I had coming out of the movie was I really hope that young people, millennials and, and below, mm. right, watch this. Because to me, what this movie does help to do is it manages to show what the feeling is of loving rock music. 
Yeah. Right? And just the power... In all, in all, its, in all its forms yeah. and yes. And just the power of music in general. Yes. You know? And, like, to me, it's like, take that Queen Live Aid concert, mm-hmm. right? Or take the original footage of Live Aid. Mm-hmm. And you put it next to a DJ Tiesto set, mm-hmm. right? Concert. Both are having the time of their life. Yeah. But I don't know. To me... The Queen concert, people are feeling a much more spiritual and people are feeling emotional, emotional. attachment to it. Yeah, they know what they're witnessing. Yeah. I freaking got emotional. I don't get emotional. Fucking Tiesto concert. Because <laughs> that's the thing to me. Like you know, music used powerfully is fucking powerful. Mm. Yes. So yes, hopefully it'll inspire some people. Be like, I want to create that, and they'll stop going Batman, 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 Batman. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> When is your first Bohemian Rhapsody Mine? moment? Mm. I can't recall exactly, but I have a strong feeling it was knowing of Wayne's World. Because I feel I've, I have this very strong feeling that I watched the trailer. Did the trailer have Bohemian in yes. it? Uh, so maybe I think that was the first mm. time I heard it. But I do recall this. When I first heard it, I also was like, what is this song? Not in a bad way, but in a... I haven't heard music like this. Mm. I was, I think... How old was I at that time? Maybe it goes I on think, for six minutes. <laughs> I don't know how old I was, but I just in remember very different styles. It's it was shocking to hear this kind of music. I didn't yeah. know what it was, but I knew I wanted to know more. Then I heard the actual song. I was like, "Are they saying what I think they're saying?" Mm-hmm. Bismillah and this Galileo and Scaramouche and and Beelzebub. Beelzebub, like what is, is all this? a place put aside for me? For me? For me? For me! Yeah, so that was my first experience with Bohemian, which then lashed on to, to Queen. And when I found out about Flash, that's ah, I think it's yeah. one of my favorite Queen songs. The Highlander soundtrack is much more metal. Is this though. the Highlander with uh, Sean Connery playing a Latin Spanish Highlander guy? is where the track Who Wants to Live Forever comes from. Really? Yes. Oh, then actually oh. maybe my first experience was Highlander. You know, because he's like... <laughs> Getting ready to face Thanks, off Dad. with the Kurgan, and you know, it's like, to live forever. And then he goes off and kicks some ass. This Frenchman playing a Scotsman, trained by a Scotsman playing a Spaniard. <laughs> and Scotsman, yeah, Scotsman playing a Spaniard in a Scottish accent. That's a mental movie, and I love it. Oh, actually, maybe maybe my first Queen song was Highlander. Highlander. Ah. Yeah, because oh. that entire soundtrack is green. And there we go. There you go. Which also, no one does the fucking. We're gonna get this one band to do a whole soundtrack anymore. Mm. Yeah, it's like okay. Um, well, not band, but I mean Kendrick Lamar did do Black Panther. Yeah. So there's still a no, little but that's bit the thing. On, but it's it's kind of like you know, like a uh, a known producer will handle an entire soundtrack. But I'm talking about like like you listen to the fucking Highlander soundtrack, and it's just Freddie Mercury, Brian May. Dan Line Line. You know? And it's just them. Yeah. It's not like Freddie Mercury is producing this soundtrack and we've gotten the British Symphony Orchestra. Mm. You know? It's just like, nah, it's Queen, motherfucker. I wish. What are you looking at? No, uh, sorry, sidetracking, but my cat's eating finally after the. So it's his third feet today, so he's getting much better. I will make one other admission before we close this off. Yes. First time I heard We Will Rock You. Mm-hmm. I spent the whole time listening to the song like it's gonna start any minute now <laughs> and then but the solo no. the, the, the guitar comes in and then it stops I was like 
You're fucking kidding me, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is allowed? No, 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 no. I mean, actually, actually thinking about it, that's the entire song. It is... Boom, boom. Yeah. Boom, boom. Although, have you heard the sped up version? What? Dun, 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 no, no, they did a live full band sped up version. Oh, really? Oh, no, you don't know this? I'm sorry, but I just remembered something which I'm very ashamed for remembering. What? The band Five at one point did We Will Rock You with Yes, Queen. they did! You know, Five will make you go down, down. I'm trying to remember. Yes, they did do that. Yes. Because, you know, I, I know, they're a boy band. Yep. I, I was a fan of Five. Five, five, five were... Five, no, wait. Five was not a, five was not a boy band. band. They were a lad band. Because around the same time, Puff Daddy did a Zeppelin track. Which Zeppelin track? Uh, what do you call it? Oh, yeah, Godzilla, come with me. Look at horror on my face right now. It was not a good track. I don't know why fucking Jimmy Page did that. It was weird. I want to rewatch Flash Gordon just to hear the song. Yeah, no, no, no. We should totally do a reaction video of Flash before they remake it, which they are planning to do. A new Flash Gordon. Which oh, it's going to be gritty. <sighs> it, it might work, might work. I don't know, but it's yeah. just not Flash Gordon without Queen. Um, yeah. Ah! So, should we close it off? <laughs> yeah. So, this has been the Geeks in Malaysia Bohemian Rhapsody Queen podcast. I'm Amelia Chan. I am Nate Dorian. And I'm Carol Mbaho. <laughs> we miss you, Freddie and Stan. Ha <laughs> <laughs>